Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag Free, whoever he is. Get your quad fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international over depression. <laughs> Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? You've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? There are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. Listen to me, baby, that's all you gotta do. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, We it's, can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. I want to recognize that your line of questioning is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence. Do you believe that there, uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think men can get pregnant. <laughs> so you're pregnant. denying that trans people can We have a good By time in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. I doubt it. You are fake news. The American people are tired of women. Very fake. Look at that big ass. Look at that big juicy booty. I will eat your ass. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. All right. America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hi. You know, I swear I am, uh, I'm not trying to compromise what is, of course, a very dignified and professional production around here. Uh, Last week, I think I I tarnished our reputation a little bit with the degree to which I indulged in uh, Nancy Pelosi's bust display. And I, I didn't plan these things in sequence, but now we have to discuss AOC's big booty gate. She was harassed on the steps of the Capitol and the Capitol Police let it all happen because they, too, are in on the admiration of giant Latina asses. That is the that is the uh, controversy of the week. Barely Latina. Is it what do you dispute? Puerto Rican doesn't count or what doesn't know. count? I don't know. Sandy Cortez. Come on. Well, uh, I would not dare dispute her Latina cred. I will not go there. But we will, of course, course discuss uh, the story. And it's not just a joke, actually. Uh, I mean, it's heckling and it's funny. But AOC is serious about questioning Capitol Police now that she has apparently realized that January 6th was an inside job. (laughs) That just like the appreciation of her ass happened with the assistance of Capitol Police officers, so too did January 6th. So... Uh, We'll go through that full story. Before we get to that, of course, Joe Biden just got back from begging the Saudis for some oil. It did not appear to go particularly well, despite the fist bumps. Uh, And then after uh, AOC and the heckling, um, 
we'll have to talk about the the, the footage that has just come out or during the week came out uh, of Rob Elementary School in Uvalde. The full surveillance video, at least from that one particular camera with the uh, with some additional angles added of other uh, cameras is out. And, and this um, committee report has been illuminating. And that just came out this weekend. I think I've had, I haven't had a time to look into the entirety of the report. It just came out like I think a few hours ago. Yeah. But uh, the, the report in combination with the video, as far as I can tell so far, confirm everything was just as awful as we previously understood. But there are a few new observations or questions that do come out of it. We'll get into those. Plus, before we get out of here, uh, a hoax hate double feature, including a very rare reverse hoax. I hate. know. I can't Confirmed believe also. I can't believe the Biden 2020 graffiti on this this man's uh, garage was inauthentic. I didn't know. I guess I've never seen Antifa spray painting seriously Biden 2020, but it was a little before Election Day. So maybe there was more enthusiasm back then. Mm. Apparently not, though. Was Confirmed there? fake. Uh, and tonight's movie review is training day. So stick around for that. Of course, we'll catch up with your super chats in between topics as well. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. We'll get to as many as we can before 1130 p.m. Eastern time. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's Matt Christensen Media. Dot com. We, of course, have the show store up over there as well. If you'd like to pick up a T-shirt or a hat or a mug or a variety of other items, we have those as well. Plus, we have great offers from friendly listener owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Western Razor Company. Everybody knows how many options there are out there for shaving products. But they all seem like they come with huge compromises. Most razors sold today are made in China by global conglomerates who hate you. Well, not anymore. I'm talking about the new high noon safety razor from Western Razor. Not only is it made in America, but it uses widely available double edged razor blades that only cost pennies each. Safety razors were used by just about every man in America back in the 50s and the 60s. Until the big razor companies figured out they could make more money selling disposables and signing you up for endless subscriptions. But the safety razor has always been the superior method made out of 100% metal in the USA. Western Razors High Noon Razor is a fantastic way to buy American and actually save money long term. So get one today. You can get 10% off your entire order from Western Razor using promo code MAT10. It's 10% off all Western razors at promo code uh, at Western blah, blah, blah. You I already, do it. I almost made it through. That. <laughs> 10% off Western razors using promo code Matt 10. You want to find more information from Western razor or the rest of our friendly listener owned businesses like hero soap company, Phoenix ammunition, snore and defense technologies, and more. It's at Matt Christensen media.com slash deals deals by listeners for listeners. I do have some uh, artwork as well. Yeah. Uh, was it last Sunday that I talked about Town Pump? When did I talk yeah. about? Okay, maybe it was Wednesday. Was it a there Wednesday was some show? Town Pump love fest that happened in the last week? Okay, I won't go into it in detail again because it's really a stupid point that doesn't need to be explained. But is it um, stupid though? You you love Town Pump? So I much. I love Town Pump. It, this is a Montana chain of gas stations and convenience stores. As far as I'm concerned, the finest in the country. And not just according <laughs> not to me. Not sponsored. Not uh, sponsored. This, this is not actually. This, <laughs> Town Pump is not part of the deals page. 
Uh, I have it on good authority from a trucker listener of the show who has traveled the whole country many times over. He agrees. Town Pump, finest gas station convenience stores that exist in the entire country. And it's a Montana chain. How are there glory holes, though? We I, I, on the record, I have no idea. The, the only thing uh, I would say the only thing this art gets wrong uh, is that my wife would object because she loves Town Pump just as much as I do. Uh, and I should admit, I, I didn't give credit. So the artist, it's Jan, I believe. J-A-N, Jan. Uh, this is a more practical piece from Jan, though. If you're interested in Soy Jack memes, Jan put together Soy Jack templates of both of us. And so if you're the sort of person who uh, crafts uh, Soy Jack memes... I have made these uh, files uh, publicly available linked in the description. You're welcome to download them. And I, I might live to regret this, but I am inviting the creation of show memes. So if you feel like you craft a good one, go ahead and uh, send it my way. And perhaps we will so feature funny. them. Yeah, they, they uh, <laughs> it really captured us and the meme itself. It's yeah. it's it's faithful to both. So I appreciate the effort. Young. And it's like five lines, but it looks exactly like us. Yeah, yeah, it it definitely does. I appreciate it, Jan. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Oh, got to start with the most important news, which is, of course, a good pillow update. I mentioned. Why this is this segment week. so long? This good pillow because, segment. I'm just looking at this <laughs> because I have so many good pillow things to talk about. Last okay, okay. weekend, of course, I teased Monday was going to be the day for the much anticipated release of the David Hogg endorsed good pillow. The progressive endorsed. Yes. He's no longer a part of it because it became too successful. Don't forget. This is of course the progressive pillow that will not only destroy Mike Lindell's my pillow, but it will do it at a lower price point and somehow do this while fulfilling every pie in the sky, progressive policy agenda item possible. Well, you'll be shocked to learn that the launch was a total disaster. The pillows are not up for sale. And they have yet to be uh, at all. Uh, the, and it doesn't appear that they were for sale at all on Monday. They claim that they were sending out emails. But I, I have no confirmation that those emails ever even happened. Anyway, oh, Lord. all Monday turned out to be was supposedly emails going out to the wait list of people who had already signed up as interested in GoodPillow. And of course, emails don't necessarily mean purchases. It just means someone who signed up to be on your wait list for info apparently got an email and they say there are almost 62,000 of those people that they're trying to process. There's also a glaring problem with this apparent system. And that is, if you go to the website, it just had a, a box where you can type in an email address and you're on the wait list. So not only do email addresses not equal purchases, email addresses aren't necessarily even authentic. You have a problem. You've, you've opened your business to just submission of random might be real might not be real emails and it's a prime opportunity for a malicious actor to enter yeah. fraudulent information and it appears a lot of that happened <laughs> so after the launch good pillow tweeted out that trolls had been attacking their system entering mean emails into oh, the system such as you expect sugma balls at lameo.com <laughs> <laughs> or David Hogg at is a bitch.com or N words at I hate N words.com. But it was the uh, real word with the hard R and everything. Oh man. Now, Brave. In, in general, I, uh, I'm not going to endorse meddling with someone else's business, even though I am watching uh, the struggles with glee from afar at good pillow. I did not participate in the meddling. I've submitted exactly zero fraudulent emails 
into the good pillow system. I will note, though, that that principled opposition to meddling in others' business is not shared by one of the founders at Good Pillow. In fact, I think he's the, the guy managing the company currently, but I don't know. Uh, William Legate, just a few days prior, had had tweeted and laughed with glee at people making fake reservations at Morton's Steakhouse that hosted Brett Kavanaugh and got protested last week. Well, you live by the meddling, you die by the meddling. And so it appears that's what's happening over at Good Pillow. If you're curious, Good Pillows are still supposed to go on sale to the general public on August 1st. That's just two weeks from tomorrow. So I'll believe it when I see it. The Good Pillow website still shows no photos or a description of the product. Also, no price mentioned, at least on their site. However, I did find a listing on the page of their parent company or their broader company, Pillow Fight, which also makes bedding <laughs> products, apparently. According to the backorder page on Pillow Fight's site, a good pillow two-pack is only $155. Oh, my gosh. But if you subscribe, as in if you sign up to buy one annually... You get it for just $122. Now, in that fairness, is outrageous. How much does a my pillow cost? I don't even know. I looked earlier today with the promo code. You can get two for 40 bucks. Now, to in be fairness, fair, I hate my my pillow. Uh, the firm ones I like better, but I will. Uh, they're not my favorite pillow that I own, but we do have some. Uh, they're just cut up memory foam. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, in fairness to, to a good pillow here, these are two packs. So it's 150 bucks for two, but they don't have a single purchase option listed. So you have and to buy two. As of now, you have to back order two. I don't know if that's how it'll be when it comes up for general sale. But um, but yeah, uh, remember, it was supposed to be at a lower price point than Mike Lindell and support all these progressive agenda items. That, that appears not to have been achieved. So for a better customer service experience, I say I strongly suggest that uh, Good Pillow hire Ed from Good Burger. Because he uh, he knows how to get the most out of a, an underdog business and take out the competition despite the odds. And I guarantee he would improve the customer service and the performance at this company. As our uh, as our listener, Michael, uh, listener friend, Michael Schlecht said to me today, uh, turns out uh, Good Pillow's operation was something more like uh, welcome to Good Pillow, home of the Good Pillow. I cannot take your order. So <laughs> didn't go well. Ayo. Anyway, that's enough good pillow. I'm sorry I subjected you to all that, but I got I'm fascinated by this. Uh, I posted a full detail, detailed video on the story yesterday, but just in case you missed, uh, be aware of how radically different this uh, story was than it was when we discussed it last weekend. Last weekend, we thought the story of a 10-year-old having to leave Ohio to get an abortion was another hoax. Uh, while certain items of it were grossly misrepresented, turns out not a hoax. Turns right. out that the girl was raped by an illegal immigrant and, and turns out that illegal immigrant is dating her mom and apparently living in the house altogether. And it turns and out that it has her, impregnated the mother, right? Yeah. Mom is carrying illegal. Im I don't know why I'm laughing. No this is such a horrific abortion, story, though, right? Uh, she doesn't want an abortion, but her 10 year old daughter received one. No, no. Right. But but the baby she's carrying, she doesn't want to. Um, Seems not to, to abort. Seems not. Wow. So hell of a twist or series of twists. And uh, just note how what was a viral story for progressive purposes as of last weekend ha has now gone completely silent. You will hear nothing more. The only reason we know more about this is because of Telemundo sending a Spanish speaking yeah. reporter around the neighborhood to ask people. 
Yeah, that was some good reporting. It, it was. Reporting. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know that. To be fair, I don't follow Telemundo closely. I just find it frustrating that uh, foreign language speaking outlets are doing a much better job of getting at the truth than our giant I know, media I know. conglomerates. You know how I know leftists are full of shit about this feminist thing? This was a perfect opportunity to talk about Mexico's 12-year-old age of consent. Hmm. But, like, nobody did that. Instead, they no. just drop a story. They're like, ooh, I can't touch this. 12-year-old consent is fine as long as you can abort. That's it. <laughs> I know, right? Problem but, solved. But in terms of illegal immigrants, assuming they were from Mexico, like, having sex with a 10-year-old, how different is that from having sex with a 12-year-old in, in their country? He probably doesn't even think he's a pedophile. Well, he's Guatemalan, to be fair. I wouldn't oh, uh, defame so the Mexicans in such ways. Let's see, Guatemala age of consent. Maybe it's better. All right. While you look that up, I will update uh, another story. Recall, of course, the case of Jose Alba in New York City, the shop worker who was attacked by an ex-con over a dispute about a bag of chips. And defend- 16. Oh, so we have defamed the Guatemalans. We, I, I apologize to all you good Guatemalans out there that are nothing like Mexicans. Fair enough. Glad we got the record straight. Uh, Jose Alba, of course, defended himself with a knife. He's now being prosecuted for murder, despite the whole thing being on surveillance video. Well, there was some question about whether the ex-con's girlfriend, the ex-con who attacked him, his girlfriend, she started the whole confrontation, whether she actually stabbed Alba, in addition to, of course, the ex-con's physical attack. And now another video angle has emerged. and It turns out, yes, because this video angle shows it. I can't show you the video because Susan would have my head for such things. You can't but see her stabbing him, though. She's just kind of flailing her knife around, right? You can see her pull a knife and it's not the greatest quality video, but she's in there digging around with a knife. <laughs> and if not for that, I don't know what else would possibly cut Jose Alba's arm. Uh and and I should note that her getting knifey is not at the start of the confrontation. Uh, it's it's while the confrontation has already uh, begun or, or after it has it has begun. But of course, it was her boyfriend who initiated the physical confrontation. And it's important to note that police and prosecutors charged Alba saying that he was equally responsible for the fatal fight. But if Alba is responsible for reacting to violence with a knife in defense, well, how is the girlfriend not also responsible for reacting to violence with a knife in defense? Yeah. <clears throat> she is still uncharged. Alba oh, may not, in fact, face trial, though. A group of uh, Bodega or Bogada, as Dr. Jill Biden would say, a uh, group of Bogada owners met uh, Tuesday with the DA and urged him to drop the charges. The DA apparently said uh, he is not yet committed to prosecuting Alba and an investigation remains underway. So we'll, we'll have to come back to that story. Now, recall, of course, um, <laughs> The story in, in the uh, Alba case, GoFundMe banned a fundraiser for Jose Alba, saying the platform does not allow for legal defense funds for for violent criminals. Well, apparently GoFundMe is allowing a defense fund for a Minneapolis criminal who fired shots into innocent people's apartments and got sniped by police for it. Yeah. Yeah. What happened uh, here? So apparently this dude, he was kind of indiscriminately shooting into an apartment complex and this mother with two young children. So this this is a material point. She is Latinx or whatever, but her yeah. kids are black. And I, I don't know if we uh, clipped out the part where she talks about that in this video. I didn't include that part, but she does mention but, it. Oh, God, this video just makes me want to kill everybody. Um, So she calls 911 and she tells dispatcher someone's firing shots through their apartment. And then the police come and then this guy uh, ends up negotiating for six hours with the SWAT team. And then officers started taking fire because the dude presumably was still shooting. Um, 
And at some point, the sni- these snipers shot and killed the male subject. Okay. Uh, so the most justified police shooting, like ever, I've I've ever heard in my life. And then this happens. So the woman into whose apartment he shot shows up at this protest. They're all protesting outside all or protesting holding a death. vigil yeah. for him. Oh, whatever. And, she, and she's she's yelling at them saying, that guy tried to kill me in front of my kids. My kids are traumatized for this. Shut the <laughs> hell up and kids, go away. By the way, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not just that they disagree with her. Some of them are heckling her, telling her to shut up because she's not dead. Oh, and then people come in. They're like, she's having a moment. They're like mocking her and stuff. This yeah. dude nearly, this chick nearly got murdered. She says nearly there are bullet holes murdered. in my apartment, but not in you though. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. So I have oh, to wait yeah. for but the bullet holes alive. to be in me. You have to wait until you die before you can have objections to these criminals or objections to the protests yeah, in yeah. favor of them. I suppose. What do you think about the the um, mental status of the shooter? Because I, I know his parents were talking about that. Apparently, there's some mental illness situation going oh. on. So, so I was like, why are there so many white people here? I had to like get to the bottom of it. And I'm on Twitter. It turns out that this guy, when he was three years old, he was adopted from Ethiopia by white parents, like raised by white, presumably leftists. And and then it, this just turned out to be this um, this like white protest and- against a cop shooting a black guy that totally deserved it, even though he was trying to murder a Mexican woman with black children. And do we know, I'll, I, I'll have to look at the specifics of this later. Was he specifically targeting her or was he just a guy shooting randomly? No, I think he was shooting randomly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, to the point on the parents, you were saying the guy in the blue hat and the orange uh, blouse Those lady Those are here, his, the shooter's parents. That's his parents. Okay, his so they're parents, trying to yeah. tell her, oh, lady, you need to calm down. We're sorry yeah. that our son shot bullets Tried to your- murder you and your children, yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, you mentioned... Uh, this additional episode of uh, Clown World here, uh, the uh, the well, this the, we talked about this story a few months ago. There's this transgender uh, inmate named Demi Minor in New Jersey women's prison. Demi Minor, as you might be able to tell because of the uh, uh, through the photo here, is not Clearly a woman. Dude. This yeah. is a transgender biological man, and he impregnated two women. That was reported back in April update yeah. in the story now there's they have to take him out of the women's prison where are they sending him now yeah they're sending him to um man juvie okay well i, I guess that's better than chick i thought they were sending him to a, to a youth correctional facility for young women it's at least men this time yeah yeah do you know he's serving a 30-year sentence for manslaughter huh this is like it's not like this is petty theft or something this guy's like a hardened criminal one of the women he impregnated is also in prison for murder Oh, awesome. I'm really glad these people are procreating. Yeah. Um, okay, so the news of Miner's transfer comes nearly three months after reports that Miner's Im- that Miner impregnated two women during consensual sexual relationships. Hmm. So it's totally fine. And I also didn't know this, but 
this is because of the ACLU in New Jersey who previously sued over these policies. Yeah. They had to allow transgender inmates to choose to be housed with prisoners matching their gender identity. <laughs> yes, this is the foremost <laughs> civil rights issue of our era. Thank you, ACLU. Right. But that ran out. That policy um, had to be in place for one year. It ran out last month. So apparently they moved um, this dude to man juvie. And why juvie, can, though? He's not. I, I don't know. Um, so he's able to write on his own blog site, Justice for Demi. Yeah. Um, and these are some quotes, which I thought were so funny. I was transferred to the New Jersey State Pension Prison, where guards continue to call me he and him. And I was called he and him well over 30 times. <laughs> uh, minor claims the Department of Corrections violated my right to be safe and free from sexual harassment by putting in one of me in one of the most violent youth correctional facilities. You're in prison for manslaughter. So you're a 27-year-old man. I think you'll be able to handle the uh, teenagers. While living here, I found myself under attack by young inmates who were immature and just plain ignorant <laughs> towards a person like me. I don't think the Department of Correction realizes the psychological damage that has been done for moving me out of a women's prison to a male facility. It's harsh. And I don't know what it's like to live as a man. And I in refuse, I refuse, it must be a typo, I refuse to ever revert back to such habits or behavior as that of a man. Revert back to what behaviors like banging chicks yeah. with your dick. <laughs> I will never live as a man again unless it's that. Unless I'm living as a woman having sex with women as a man. Yes. What is happening? All right. Well, uh, Godspeed to that youth correctional facility where I'm sure all of these issues will, will be uh, resolved promptly. Also, just a bizarre murder in California uh, late in the week or I guess midweek on Wednesday. I don't know much about NASCAR, so I don't know how big of a figure this guy was or not, but just straight up stabbed by a hobo at a California gas station. Yeah. Do you know anything about Westminster? It's in no. Orange County. Neither do I. I presume it's a nice area. Orange County is generally pretty nice, but police rented this guy, Trent William Millsap, face oh, I gotta, tattoo. Yeah, I got to get his uh, picture. This know. is the killer, the homeless yeah. killer. Homeless man allegedly stabbed three-time U.S. Auto Club. I don't know what this means, champ. Three times in the chest, uh, one for each of his uh, championship belts. I don't know anything about NASCAR. I don't think that's correct, but <laughs> okay. Um, as he uh, pumped gas at this Orange County gas station on Wednesday. And then this guy, this homeless guy, accused of stabbing another man at the same gas station before he stabbed this guy to death. As in so right before, or he did this uh, generally? Right before. Okay. Um, so officers attempted life-saving measures until paramedics arrived, and then the victim died at a local local trauma center. Um, but it turns out that I, I just discovered this homeless guy, also dead, killed by police when they were issuing um, a warrant for this murder, for this stabbing. Yeah, they, uh, they showed up... Uh... On Friday night. It sounds like this guy actually shot shot their dog. A police canine was shot. Yeah. And then they shot him. So I guess a reversal of fortunes. Usually it's the other way around. If you're dealing with feds, at least. I think it was a Breitbart article I was reading about this. But there was some other Olympian who had gotten attacked by um, a, a homeless guy that was um, brandishing around some kind of large glass pipe. Hmm. And that exact same thing, if you remember, happened to me. I didn't get stabbed, but I saw a homeless guy in Seattle break a long glass pipe on the ground and then uh, like pretend stab people in the street. Like imaginary people? 
or real well, there people. were people walking by. He clearly was interacting with somebody that wasn't there, but there were actual people walking by. Yeah. So it sounds like that's exactly what happened to her um, in this same county. So L.A., Seattle, all these cities, they have horrible problems with crime because of homelessness. And how can anybody have foreseen that this would have happened? It sounds like this guy actually shot a police officer, too, uh, at that point of attempted arrest. So he shot oh. a dog and a cop. Killed uh, the dog? I, don't, I think the dog is fine, actually, according oh, okay. to this report. And I guess I care how the cop is. Is the cop fine? Uh, it says police officer shot but not killed. So I don't know his oh, condition. Good. But uh, <sighs> all right. Uh, last week, I also mentioned um, that uh, after saving, apparently, Ukraine single-handedly, Malcolm Nance had, had said on Twitter that he's coming home to defend America. And I asked, well, defend from what? Because we know he doesn't mean the president that he agrees with and the Congress that he agrees with. He means defend America from you. That was the implication. But now it's no longer an implication. This week he returned to MSNBC and he confirmed, yes, up to 30% of the country who disagrees with him should be considered enemy combatants. And he may have to fight them in a war. In other words, he may have to fight you in a war if you're his neighbor we have 30 percent of the population of the united states who no longer believe in the democratic norms that were established at the founding of the country let's just be honest about that american democracy is under direct and immediate attack by people who would see 245 years of democratic governance destroyed. So we are well on to our way to a multi-year campaign where we will may have to fight they, the they in my title and the they in my title who want to kill Americans are your neighbors. That is a very scary thought. <laughs> what a great pause. Yeah, she's like, oh, how do I respond to this? And he just grins proudly. You might have yeah. to kill your neighbors and I'll help. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, of, I guess of all the draws you might get in Civil War Two, Malcolm Nance wouldn't be the worst draw. I guess if I that's guess who not. you have to face off with, there are worse. There are it's worse really frustrating enemies. Frustrating. Hear these people talk about democracy as though that's what our country was based on. It was never based yeah. on democracy. Do they not understand that, or are they just misappropriating the term for their own use? We, we our our system is built to protect against majoritarian tyranny. Yeah, um, I know. And and the whole point is constitutional republic. Checks and balances designed to protect the rights of the individual and the states. And you want to talk about about betrayal. You and your friends, Malcolm, are betraying those principles every single day. Uh, but uh, I, I guess if you're going to force us to fight for them, if you're going to show up and kick down our doors because we're the wrong kinds of neighbors. Good luck. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sure I you felt bad for Afro lady there for a second. And she was like, oh, shit. When even the MSNBC host <laughs> is raising her eyebrow for a second, you know, it's pretty bad. But, you know, I'm yeah. sure Malcolm kicked down dozens of doors successfully in Ukraine. I'm sure oh, he yeah. knows exactly what he's doing. He killed all the Russians. <laughs> there are what? no Russians alive. Last uh, item before get into uh, some of the major news of the week. We joked uh, last week uh, on the abortion issue. Uh, now that all the um, the efforts uh, for free abortion airfare and for Elizabeth Warren's uh, abortion wigwams at Yellowstone and all those that th those ideas ha appear to be failing, perhaps that we could make perhaps we could make a compromise. We were talking about perhaps we could agree for abortions on offshore oil rigs that would solve our energy issues and then you degenerates can just 
dump your babies into the ocean. Win, win, you know, win for everybody. Uh, we were only joking. Apparently they were not though. <laughs> this week, the abortion organization prowess protecting reproductive rights of women endangered by state statutes proposed building a surgical abortion facility offshore in the Gulf of Mexico. Actually, they just want to do this on a boat. The facility would operate in federal waters. So its activities would be restricted by no state law. The facility is expected to cost about $20 million. The organization is also looking for a donation boat in addition to financial <laughs> donations. Give them a boat and give them $20 million. Proving once again, this week's jokes are next week's news stories. That is a common yeah, sequence of events in clown world. Okay, well, let's get to the major uh, stories of the week, starting with Biden's uh, week of uh, more economic bad news and him embarrassing himself in the Middle East. Uh, this inflation we, report was legitimately shocking. And it's like nobody cares. Nobody well, we cares. Just, we just heard the week before that all the jobs news was proof that that his uh, Biden and company are crushing it economically. I spent like $350 at the grocery store this week. And I just looked in my fridge. There's like nothing in there. We went. Uh, we usually do our grocery shopping on Saturday. And it was uh, it was definitely a double take when the total showed up at the register. I was a little taken aback. Yeah. This is how they make us eat cheap hydrogenated vegetable oil and GMO garbage because organic food is going to be so expensive. Hey, if, if this brings me more Skippy, I won't complain. More Skippy and more Kraft Deli Deluxe singles. That's my future. And black beans. Still a dollar a can. I bought some of those. Too. That's fine, except they're yeah. BPA line cans, but whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, so inflation already at 40-year highs. 40-year highs. Rose to an annual rate of 9.1% in June. Highest rate since 1981. Far past our lifetimes. This is this is just crazy. And CPI, which we talk about every month, just from one month ago is up 1.3%. Okay. 13th straight month of inflation running higher than 5%, meaning this year's price increases are building on top of the decades high increases mm. of last year. It's just getting worse and worse. And this is also shocking. Grocery store prices up 12.2% annually, 1% for the month. Energy prices are up 41.6% annually, 7.5% since May. But gas I feel prices like I'm are, not getting the appropriate reaction. Out I'm, I'm, so, is, I'm so numb to it and I'm so encouraged that gas prices have come down. Haven't you heard? We oh, no. Are, uh, gas prices up 11.2% in June. Yeah, but that's May. May to June. Oh, come on. For a 59.9% year-over-year increase. Yeah. I can't even believe it. They're, oh, it's come down since last month. It's come down since the all-time high. Great improvement. Yeah, 60% year-over-year increase. Yeah. Well, that is the economic context in which Joe Biden shuffled over to the Middle East and through the Middle East for most of the week. This is his first trip to the region as, of course, the most popularly and securely elected president of all time. He went to Israel on Wednesday and then Saudi Arabia later in the week. He returned uh, returned home last night. The trip was full of the usual sort of um, confusion and shuffling and overall meekly uh, requesting the direction of others to move uh, to move him around. Here are just a couple of the scenes. And I've seen people say there's nothing weird about this. And I've seen people say this is Biden looking as bad as he has throughout uh, the duration of his presidency. But Biden uh, and Air Force One, they land and, and Biden is asking, what am I doing now? And having people point him around. And then he, he requests to go with the female who's trying to point him around. 
The female service member, I, I'd like to go with her. He said, or I'm not going with her. Why not? He asks. Uh, and then Biden, apparently, remember a few months ago, he, he appeared to shake the hand of nobody on a stage. And that was explained away. It looks like he, he did, did that. Twice, yeah. It looks he like did he again. did that again. Although this time people are saying, um, no, no, he was simply pointing at the seat that he was going to go sit in. I guess pointing with all five fingers, you be the judge. What am I doing now? Here's totally the point. Not handshaking, pointing. <laughs> Thank you, President Herzog and President Biden. What a All joke right. our country is. Well, uh, yeah, there's nothing. That's totally normal. That's just a man pointing at a, at a seat as uh, we all do before we sit down. We all point at the seats with <laughs> all five fingers and uh, we don't try to handshake with ghosts. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, totally normal. Normal. This is normal. Nothing the, to see here. The biggest impact item of the trip, of course, was um, was oil production, or at least what Biden was at least implicitly looking to produce a big impact on, but will not. Uh, Biden left Saudi Arabia without any commitments to increase oil production uh, in that particular country. Uh, the meeting also did not produce any commitments about peace and security in the region either. Uh, they were talking about foreign policy stuff, Israel, Saudi Arabia, Iran, all of that, in addition to oil production. But actually, Team Biden is denying that there was any request for the Saudi government to increase oil production at all. Of course, um, Biden wrote in The Washington Post, though, just recently to justify this trip, quote, energy resources are vital for mitigating the impact on global supplies. So I guess to be as accurate as possible, they're denying that it was a that it was a um, a formal request, uh, any outright begging. They might uh, try to encourage production, but. They're they're trying to frame it as not an outright ask for them to do that on behalf of the of the U.S. government. Um, and, and it doesn't look like that's going to happen, whether there was a formal ask or whether there was not. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says uh, there won't be any announcement coming soon here about uh, oil production from Saudi Arabia or otherwise. And even if Biden was successful in persuasively begging the Saudis, uh, the crown prince says uh, the Saudis have little more capacity to work with. Saudi Arabia is producing about 10.2 million barrels of crude oil a day, and there are plans to increase production to 13 million barrels per day. But that project to do that will take five <laughs> more years to complete. It's set to be done in 2027. The Saudi crown prince is apparently more sane on this issue than our own president. I'm not saying more sane overall, but listen to this quote that he offered to uh, explain what not just our country, but countries around the world should do and think about when crafting their energy policies. This is um, Prince Muhammad uh, in, uh, in Saudi Arabia. Quote, adopting unrealistic policies to reduce emissions by excluding main sources of, energies, of energy will lead in coming years to unprecedented inflation and an increase in energy prices and rising unemployment and worsening of serious social and security problems, says the crown prince. Of Saudi Arabia. So, wow, it's uh, almost know, as if anyone can see it. 
Well, uh, it's maybe Islamic dictatorship isn't so bad. It seems kind of sane, I suppose. I'm starting to warm up to it. I'm open to the burqa. Kidding, of course. But uh, <clears throat> hey, uh, sometimes, sometimes I guess they get things right. Uh, but keep in mind, even if the Saudis were able to squeeze out an additional million or even two million barrels out of their current uh, production, we are currently extracting a million barrels a day from our national reserve, and we're not selling at least some of that to China. But that has done <laughs> virtually nothing to lower the price of gas in our country in any meaningful way. So, and of course, Saudi Arabia doesn't exclusively sell to us. There are all sorts of uh, purchasers in the world market. So them upping their production by a million barrels, two million barrels, it's not going to drastically reduce our price at the pump if it was going to happen, which it doesn't appear that it does. Saudi Arabia is not going to bring us energy affordability. Only we can do that for ourselves. Now, recall, of course, um, that Biden has called uh, Saudi Arabia a pariah state. And that, of course, is a reference to uh, the 2018 killing of Saudi journalist and author Jamal Khashoggi in Turkey at the Saudi embassy. And, uh, of course, the Saudi crown prince himself, uh, Mohammed bin Salman, who we just referenced, he's believed by U.S. intelligence to have personally ordered that assassination. And that's why Biden is now taking criticism for fist bumping the Saudi crown prince upon oh. greeting him in Saudi Arabia this week. Uh, hey, you guys are pariah murderers, but uh, don't worry about it. You know, we'd like some oil. Uh, oh, we can't have any. I guess that's cool, too, bro. Here's a fist bump. That is our foreign <sighs> policy strategy um, so embarrassing even more embarrassing it's a fairly it's a completely fair and obvious question for a reporter to say i noticed that you said he's a pariah murderer why are you uh kind of buddy buddy with him now biden responded when asked about the fist bump moment why don't you guys talk about something that matters i'm happy to answer a question that matters okay because a, this matters to people. That's why we're asking you. There was a great op-ed. I don't have it handy, but Max Boot in the Washington Post saying, lighten up, give Biden a break. Sometimes you have to make friends with bad people. Of course, how many, how much scrutiny did we see under Trump where even the slightest kind treatment of a foreign, uh, a foreign leader considered to be a bad actor was, yeah. uh, was scrutinized to the end of the world. I, I get the point that the fist bump itself is probably not of significant consequence. We care about the policy that comes out of this. It is. But, There's like a lightheartedness to it that is inappropriate for a diplomatic meeting I, of this nature. There's that, and and you can't have it both ways, you know? It, right. You can't yeah. say that this guy is a murderer pariah and fist bump him. You got to pick one. And that's a completely oh, it's fair... So embarrassing. It's a completely fair question to ask. Um... Also, uh, on the Khashoggi uh, stuff, Biden, in response to the scrutiny from reporters, uh, said, well, you know, I know the, the fist bump looked like we we're friendly, but I really pressed him. I really pressed him when we were meeting. And I said, I think you're responsible for uh, for killing Jamal Khashoggi. Biden tells reporters that he said, um, well, he, he had this meeting with Bin Salman, the Saudi uh, crown prince. And Biden says Bin Salman basically said that he was not personally responsible for it being the murder of Khashoggi. I indicated that I thought he was. So he says he confronted the Saudi crown prince about the issue. After the meeting, though, the Saudi foreign minister called Fox News and claimed he did not hear Joe Biden tell Bin Salman he believed he was responsible for the murder. The foreign minister was part of this meeting, apparently. 
So, uh, who do you believe the most popularly elected dementia patient or the Islamic dictatorship? All I know is either way, you are getting the full Kashagi every time you fill up your gas tank. So enjoy I like that. that. It is kind of cruel that we uh, prop up this man with dementia and we just send him off to these very important diplomatic meetings. Be on your best behavior. He's like, I crap my pants today. Why? I I don't understand why you're. Why are you making me do this? Every country in the world has to be laughing at us at this point. I don't know who wouldn't. It's good. This is great. Uh, Our incompetence and you know the nature of our country should have been laid bare on a political scale. Maybe this is the best thing that's ever happened to our country. Well, the polling is starting to show it. If you believe in a political solution to these matters, it would appear that (laughs) minds are are being changed. A poll out Monday shows Biden is losing favor with just about everybody. He um, his overall approval in this New York Times Siena College poll uh, continues to find new depths. Now, even Democrats are turning on him. Just um, a 33 percent overall job approval rating. Nearly uh, 80% of people say the country is headed in the wrong direction, or respondents rather say that. And 64% of Democratic voters say they'd prefer a new candidate, not Joe Biden, for the 2024 presidential campaign. Among Democrats under 30, that number is 94% want somebody else to run besides Joe Biden. Well, he's too old to be relatable. This this talk of another term is simply preposterous. And where's this 20% of people that think that the country's moving in the right direction? It's only 13, to be fair. There are seven with no opinion. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I'd still like to meet those 13% the respondents. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Biden, Biden is very, he's very hip. He's very cool with the Democratic voters. He doesn't know what you're talking about. He was uh, confronted by a reporter about these numbers this week. And sometimes you think the listen here, Jack thing is just a meme that he doesn't really say that. He actually says, he actually says it. Listen, Jack, you're not reading the poll right. (laughs) Mr. President, what's your message to Democrats who don't want you to run again? They want me to run. Two thirds say they don't. Read the polls. Read the polls, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in no, 2024. 92% said if I did, they'd vote for me. That is an incorrect uh, reading of the poll. Man, what a s- scary visage. If he approached <laughs> me in the night, I would. Th- I think I would actually start running. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if it was late at night and he did the uh, under the chin flashlight light, uh, he'd definitely scare some kids. <laughs> Joe Biden. Yeah. He's in here. The... You're right that that number is slightly misrepresented by the president, but the poll does say that 92% of Democrats would vote for Biden over Trump. Not necessarily vote for Biden, but vote for Biden if it was Biden versus Trump. Um, Why? That's so stupid. Are they listening to themselves? They're like, this guy is too old for the job. He is not relatable. He's failing us miserably. But anyone but Trump. Well, it's it's actually kind of a crappy result, too. It's like, uh, (sighs) okay, by default, Democrats would vote for a pile of shit over trump yeah so yeah. only having 92 percent uh, democrat support against trump is kind of bad it means eight percent of democrats actually think you're worse than hitler they would mm-hmm. prefer the hitler who they think to be hitler to you and they have it's no self-awareness they've allowed their emotions to um to be manipulated so effectively by the media they don't even see what's what's happening this trump derangement syndrome how has it persevered He's not president anymore. He hasn't been president for a while. Yeah, we still have the hearings and uh, and all that. Speaking of the uh, 
the committee hearings, the January 6th committee hearings. Did you see the John Bolton commentary about coups? This is the other foreign policy topic I wanted to touch <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, national former national security advisor and uh, UN ambassador John Bolton was on CNN's uh, coverage of the January 6th committee hearing this week. And he was disputing the argument that Trump organized the riot. He was disputing the idea that this was some kind of coup attempt with a whole bunch of people behind closed doors orchestrating a plot. Because he says that's not how Trump operates. He says Trump is not that calculated. Trump just kind of throws ideas out there. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. And he just rolls with them. And Jake Tapper responds, well, I disagree. I don't think you have to be a genius to attempt a coup. And Bolton responds, well, you know, it does actually take a very high skill set to attempt a coup. And I would know as someone who helped organize all sorts of coups around the world on behalf of the U.S. government. And it's not an attack on our democracy. It's Donald Trump looking out for Donald Trump. It's a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence. I don't know that I agree with you, to be, to be uh, fair, with all due respect. Uh, one doesn't have to be brilliant to attempt a coup. Uh, I disagree with that. As somebody who has helped plan coup d'etat, yeah. not here, but, you know, other places, uh, it takes a lot of work. And that's not what he did. <laughs> What is, is, is he going to elaborate on that? Uh, of course, uh, it's usually the position of the U.S. government. He's not in government currently, but he is a former that government. That we uh, don't initiate yeah. or infiltrate other yeah. foreign nations and attempt a coup d'etat. Is that yeah. what he just said? <laughs> Holy shit. And of course, you might have some principled objections to that idea or maybe just some basic questions. Maybe you think uh, such things would be a waste of uh, U.S. money and resources or Maybe you think that such things are immoral, that we have no legitimate say in picking the leaders or policies of other countries. Or maybe you just think that that stuff is none of our business and we, we should focus our attention on problems at home. Uh, rather All of than, the above. How about that? Yeah, rather than, um, than meddle in foreign conflicts. Well, if you say any of those things, or maybe you have a different perfectly reasonable objection yourself, um, well, that's because you're just a snowflake. That is John Bolton's response on Newsweek later in the week. Your comment yesterday on CNN about coups and orchestrating them, it's getting a lot of play, as you know. Um, what would you like to say to that? Well, I think there are a lot of snowflakes out there that don't understand what you need to do to protect the United States. Uh, I'm not going to get into specifics. I did write about Venezuela uh, in, in my memoir. Oh, so th thank God we have the thin John line instead. Of, we need the flag with the mustache instead of the blue line because he protects us from all the world's <laughs> threats. Thank you, John. What would we do without you? And what is he? Oh why God. is he referring to Venezuela? That has been a complete disaster. He, he's saying I think he's openly admitting that he had some kind of hand in supporting the attempted coup. Uh, Guaido rising up against uh, Maduro in 2019. Right. Feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? What's interesting is he says in his original quote on CNN, I've helped plan coups, quote, in other places, as in plural. He then admits that he did this in Venezuela. That's one. What other events is he talking about? He doesn't say if you'd like specifics, you're a snowflake for asking for those. And of course, now that um, now he, he says he participated in a coup attempt in Venezuela, but back then, he said it was not. This is clearly not a coup, he told reporters right. about Venezuela in 2019. Now he says, oh, yeah, I was part of that coup. It was awesome. 
What other crew do you think he's talking about? I don't. I well, I mean, we've got our tentacles in a lot of things around the world. So take your pick. Um, Libya. I'm sure some things known, some not known. But uh, but yeah, that was a pretty that was a pretty stunning moment, and um, maybe we'll get some more information on it beyond you're a snowflake. Bow down to my protection. What a what would we do without him? Okay, well, much like her giant Latina ass, the next topic is large in scale. So I suppose we should wait to discuss all the big juicy booties of the world until after we've had a break. Okay. Are you going to be able to handle it? Is this going to be worse than Nancy Pelosi's? uh... No, I mean, AOC, (laughs) like if if I hadn't heard her talk very much, I'd be like, that's a moderately attractive woman. I mean, she's got crazy eyes. But that's how you know she does the weird stuff. <laughs> it's because of the eyes, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Um, Eric Burns, Marsh Blonde, what's your assessment of AOC's derriere? Matt, what's your opinion on the congresswoman's teeth? I don't know. I, th- I think that she has a good to great ass. I can't say I've seen a lot of images, but I suppose we get a little bit uh, in the uh, in the skirt that she's wearing that Alex Stein admired. So we'll have to evaluate momentarily. No, I don't know. I mean... Uh, if I didn't know who she was and how insane she is, that's the problem. I don't feel like I can separate that. So the yeah. the insane things I know you her for. You can't separate hot and crazy. I don't feel like I can do it purely. Uh, I think that my opinion of her is so tainted that it's yeah. going to influence how I perceive her physically. Uh, I don't I, know. In terms of sexual attraction, I don't think that men particularly care about women's political orientation. They aren't like, uh, uh, you have hot tits, but like, how do you feel about Donald Trump? I get that there's a pure primal thing within you that that doesn't. But at the same time, when you're evaluating who's going to be a, a good mother for your children, that does factor into it. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I understand. Um, yeah. Michael Prada. Have you seen Lauren Southern's manifesto? Of it? Oh, God bless it. Regardless of one's opinion on Lauren in the video, the right should keep their eye on the movement and not on the cult of personality. I hear you, but <clears throat> there's no monitoring our own. I think that what people don't realize about the right wing on the internet is that none of us really know each other. Skag and I, who have been um, co-hosts of this show for over six years, we have met one time. One time. And I would say something close to 99% of our actual discussion time is publicly viewable. Uh, yeah. it's, it's all out there. in the So our friendship and our professional association, I suppose you could call it, is this, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like there's a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff. There's going a on. lot of transparency, but I think that there's this belief system that everybody in the sphere knows each other personally and well. Yeah. Um, Like I've talked to Lauren Southern a bunch of times. I've never met her, though. You can count the number of people in this movement that I actually know IRL yeah. on, on one hand. I, I know there is an assumption of that. I, I do get a fair amount of emails of people asking me to help them get in touch with a certain person. And I understand why they think I might know how. But the reality is I don't know anybody in this sphere really much better than anybody else does. So most of the time I just have to point them to the contact page on their website or something. Like, yeah, I don't I have. It's not like I have a whole phone full of. uh high profile phone numbers or something like that. My point being that that none of us really have the capability to police people within our own spheres. I'm yeah. like, oh, this person's doing this crazy thing. That's I don't give a shit. Nor, nor would I think it's my place. And that's why I steer so clear of these things, too. I, 
one, number one, I'm not in this uh, in this business to worry about the drama within the community. That's not why I started doing this. But number two, once you dabble, and I'm not even accusing Lauren of doing this or anybody involved in that video. But once you do dabble, once you get in involved in those things, uh, you're in. You get kind of sucked in and then people are attacking you and you have to respond. And there's a whole cycle that is just created. So for better or worse, I just I just avoid all of that because that's not what I'm here to do. We have been pretty successful in doing that over the last, the better part of a decade. You you miss out <clears> on the, uh, on sometimes the viral attention or the blood sport attention, if you will. But, uh, but that's okay. I didn't, that's not what I came here to do. So. Well, I'm just too tired. I don't know how people can yeah. invest the energy into doing stuff like yeah. this. Holden Mulray. Hi, true seekers. By faith, we understand the universe was created by the word of God so that, that so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. That's Hebrews 1 3. Hmm. God bless you both. God bless you too, Mr. Mulray. We Thank appreciate you, that. Um, Robin D. Banks, while going through Hunter's iCloud backup, did you find it? Was it still on 4chan? I found the most shocking photos. How did those get in here? I gasped. They were pictures of when Matt and I once made love. Ah, okay. I should have read the whole thing before I. Before I, I thought that I'm in Hunter's uh, Many of those people probably have AIDS. I'm in Hunter's phone, huh? Wouldn't that be I, 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 That won't shock me at this point. Um, he also said, or she also said, so apparently Reddit has banned uh, the use of the word groomer over hate speech. Hate yeah. speech towards whom? Child diddlers. Anyway, now we can address them as predators. Redditors. In the- <laughs> okay. Instead of defending diddlers. I like that. Yeah, I did see that. And uh, I guess they're going to say that groomer is an inapplicable term. But to push back, whether you like the word groomer or not, what do you call people who want to instill their sexual values into other people's kids? What's the word that we can use to describe that? Because we need a word. Just tell us what word is okay. Yep. Uh, Zorzington said, thanks for throwing me that link to the cartel border video. I watched it again to ruin my day and remind me of what people are capable of when they abandon God and morality. Keep Mm. up the good fight. Yeah, when you think that somebody is truly your enemy, you can do absolutely inhumane things to them. I've brought it up so many times, so I won't describe it again, but it's the worst video I've ever seen. It is a montage of cartel violence, mostly out of Mexico, created by a listener. And if you want something that will mess you up psychologically and expose the sort of horrendous evil that human beings are capable of, you can email me and I will send you that link. Yeah, he said it's the worst video he's ever seen, and he has Googled Lemon Party. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I bought PN. No, no, you were my, just my favorite. Thank you, I bought. Slosher, haven't uh, sent you guys money in a bit. Was wondering if you've had any friendships in because of COVID or the lockdowns. Most of my IRL friends pre-2020 were lefties. Was wondering what are red lines for you in relationships? You know, I didn't, but that is because um, I blew apart my social life with my YouTube channel already. So the <laughs> lockdowns changed basically nothing. And me. then she convinced me to do it. So I already had all of that uh, stuff cleaned up by the time Corona rolled around. And thankfully, uh, I, I one of the things I'm most sympathetic with is people who email and they have all these uh, inter well in, inside of your family conflicts about coronavirus and you know friends at some level are easier to choose or move on from or associate with or not associate with family is another level thing for me pretty much everybody in my family was sane about this not like the yeah not the in your face jumped on your throat type of person even if they disagreed or were more cautious so i had already cleaned out 
you know, people who were likely to be ridiculous about this as a matter of my friends prior. And thankfully, my family has been totally sane about this. So I've had to experience I, I have no direct experience with a lot of this stuff. I've had to experience it vicariously through a lot of you guys. And um, and yeah, it's, I, I, I feel really bad for people who had almost everybody yeah, turn on be them terrible. because of Corona nonsense. Uh, yeah. But I, I wouldn't be able to speak from experience on that. Um, let's just do a few more. Botswain's mate. Uh, how's my handle pronounced again? I, I don't remember. But I didn't even Swain's catch that. Mate, but Swain's mate. I don't Is remember. Is it a trap? I don't remember, dude. Oh, don't, don't disappoint me. You great gits. Love you both. I'm sorry. What country are you from? <laughs> Is this the ambiguously Scottish guy? Yeah, but he yeah. might be Welsh or Irish or oh, maybe yeah. like some some deep english i don't know uh i don't know man i'm sorry i might have fucked that up sorry 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 uh daniel kunkel there's a new assault weapon ban the dems want who needs an ar-15 just call the police they say just ask kids at parkland and uvalde how that worked yeah the fight for our 2a is not over it's never over we will get never to that over. because yep. uh it's all in full display now i didn't see the details of their bill i will assume it's dead on arrival in the senate and uh even more dead on arrival come november so hopefully I don't have to worry about it too much. But I suppose once you get relaxed and you don't worry about these things, that's when they find a way to pass them anyway. So I will have to take a look. Are you uh, all set on YouTube there? No, but we can circle back. Okay. By the way, I just looked up because I haven't um, heard an update on, on Venezuela in a long time. So yeah. The co- country's still in complete shambles. People starving to death. There are multiple humanitarian watches out. Nobody's getting adequate health care. Why would he even bring that up? I guess from his perspective, because... Maduro is still in power, right? Guaido is a recognized <clears throat> leader, but he's not uh, the leader in effect, right? So even to him, he would this would have been a dismal failure. I guess he would say if we had our way and Guaido was in power, it'd be way better would be his perspective. But he's still admitting that he was responsible, that, that he was part of the impetus for a uh, failed coup. Yeah, I guess. If only we had done it better. Is the only but he, it was like he it was make, like he, it was a flex. He's like, I coup, I I coup hard. Like, what are you talking? About? <laughs> it basically was, yeah. I think you got it exactly right. All right, we'll circle back on this. Okay, uh, let me just catch up with a few over on Tippy Stream. Uh, Holly Costa uh, Nyer. Sorry if I mispronounce your name. Thanks for showing the integrity to issue a retraction on the fucked up Gers, uh, Gerson or Harrison. I got to say it authentically Herson Fuentes story uh, that never would have happened if you were getting Soros bucks. Well, thank you for that. And everybody was really kind about that. I appreciate it. Um, and it, it honestly, it was, a, it was kind of a hard video to make um, this being the retraction of that 10 year old abortion video and then coming back to it for Saturday, because I think this story is really important and I want to talk about it, but I also don't want to give the impression that I'm trying to explain away my own error. Oh, look, I was actually right or something like that. So I kind of had to balance like, Owning yeah. up to the mistake with discussing the new information. <clears throat> and I was talking with some listeners earlier and they said, oh, yeah, you went you went way too hard in flogging yourself. <laughs> and that might be true. I might have flogged myself a little bit too much. But I if I had to in my mind, if I had to make a mistake, I wanted to be too far in taking responsibility than not far enough in right. taking responsibility. So that's that's the angle that I'm coming from. Thank you, Holly. I appreciate it. And uh, I will. I'll have to be more 
reserved in calling out my hoaxes in the future. I thought for sure that was fake, man. Me too. No way. We've just done this segment for so long. Maybe we've maybe we've lost our touch. Yeah. Doug Dimadome says, have you guys seen Lauren Southern's The Whole Truth video? There's yeah. a lot of uh, nostalgia for the 2016 to 2018 <sighs> days true. of the movement. Yeah. And it's hard to hear about all the dishonesty and craziness behind the scenes. Yeah. As we just discussed, Blunt and I were mostly sheltered from all of that, but it does suck because Not those the people fun parts though. Y- yeah. I mean, we, they, there was a lot of fun, but we weren't involved in the, like the drama of people going to VidCon and meeting up and things like that, you know? No, but we had um, a lot of like we went to the Republican National Convention. I remember yeah. doing these like crazy streams with shoe on head and I just smoke weed the entire time. <laughs> 2015 was a blast. 2016 was so uh, much fun. The, the bummer for me, too. I, there are a lot of people at the time who were really influential in changing my mind and people who I suppose I sort of idolized for lack of a better word. I don't know yeah. if I would have. Obviously, I don't I don't think I put them up on too big of a pedestal. Maybe I did, but. That's kind of the point is you don't want to have exaggerated impressions of people that you admire because the truth is always a little rougher. Slay your heroes. Yeah. Um, and that, that sucks to see. I, I hate to see that people I, oh, I thought were, the worst. were really great and actually were really great at the time in terms of what they were achieving and doing publicly. But then you get all the behind the scenes stuff. And that's why I just prefer to leave the behind the scenes stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. That's true. Danny from Montana says, out of respect to my dad, I listened to the Sam Harris podcast and oh my fucking God, he has such all around dumb takes on January 6th and Roe v. Wade. For instance, he literally says Liz Cheney is an American hero who, uh, and was the biggest, uh, threat to our democracy. I can't, I can't read the last part. He, he has some speculation about Sam that I don't think is fair. Uh, but I, I, mm. I've taken note of it, Danny, <laughs> or at least some speculation that Susan will not allow, even if I were to uh, read your chant. He is like a, like a smart retard. Um, I get what you're saying, I, I, as in uh, able to rationalize almost any absurd concept, which is an indication of intelligence. It's just that needs to be harnessed. That needs to he be says more... like a really high verbal IQ, but his takes are, I've heard him say the dumbest shit I've ever heard in like the floweriest, most elegant language. <laughs> he like packages shit with a bow in a way that Jordan Peterson only could only could wish. I will never forget the original podcast between the two of them. I, it was uh, my God, was that an insufferable listen? And I say that with, a, that's not to take shots at either man. I've, I've liked Sam in the past. I don't think that he is. Um, I don't think that he represents my thinking now. Uh, but there was a time when he was influential on me. And of course, Jordan Peterson uh, has been hugely influential on me too. And and so I don't say that to say that both of them are terrible. It's just the worst of both guys, I think kind of came out and they're just trying to out intellectualize each other and talk past each other to do that yeah. smart guy flex. And my God, was it insufferable? Okay. Uh, just quickly here. Cause I'm wasting time. Phil says, does uh, BLM have their new martyr now, or does his emptying his gun into a house first negate that uh as an aside he wouldn't have even been there without a uh, a white savior of adopted parents <laughs> yeah hmm. mike stuklasa says blonde and i this is rare speaking of rare reverse hoax hate to come i didn't <clears throat> make love to you is that what this is blonde and i once made love the faces she <laughs> okay wait 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 <laughs> 
I, this involves you, so I will. It's not super graphic, but it's fine. I've read some disgusting all right, all stuff right. about your butthole. I can handle it. The faces she made reminded me of the the Star Trek: The Next Generation episode, the game where the crew of the Enterprise get addicted to playing neural a neural video game that causes intense pleasure in the players. Wow, must have been a great experience. Yeah, yeah. gross. Phil also says, of course, Malcolm Nance doesn't understand that America's uh, doesn't understand America's founding. The country was literally not built for uh, people who uh, are of uh, Malcolm Nance persuasion. He's lucky he's not. (laughs) Come on, Phil. (laughs) Malcolm Nance should be should feel very fortunate for the life that America has afforded him. That that's. Does it say That's, something about slavery in there? Um, well, Phil speculates that that Malcolm might have contributed immensely in a particular profession, uh, a, a non-specific profession uh, that uh, he thinks. Aerospace engineering, I Yes, assume. exactly. Ah. Exactly. Okay, we will uh, come back to your chats later. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We'll get back uh, to the news. And the most important story of the week, Big Booty Gate, that of AOC. <laughs> we talked about a bunch of shootings and stuff. This is this week's Nancy Pelosi's This is way more important than the Uvalde footage, <laughs> which is why we're getting into it. I do love Alex Stein. You know, as someone who th- was originally... I, originally, I thought that he was kind of cringe and was a little was going a little far in confronting people in a way that my principles would be opposed to. Uh, of course, we've discussed Alex Stein in several cases, his, um, his rapping about the Fauci ouchie yeah. at city council meetings. And of course, right. him yeah. confronting drag Queens outside the Dallas family friendly drag queen event at the gay bar. And over time I've come to see, and I've come to realize that, um, that while Alex Stein certainly has a different style than I would, and probably you would, this sort of confrontation and playing their game by their rules really does have value, especially when you're navigating it. She gets so mad. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I thought about it. It's like, well, if I have principle in opposition to this, what is the principle? I suppose the principle would be you, you shouldn't just publicly harass people. But AOC is not just a person. She is a congresswoman. And where? She's on the steps of the Capitol. And I know that people might think it's distasteful to say, hey, nice ass. But what is the difference between saying, hey, nice ass? It's more complimentary than saying you suck for voting this way on that bill. And of course, him saying you suck for voting this way on that bill is perfectly principally protected constitutional behavior. So when I the more I think about this, it's like, would I do what Alex Stein does? No, but there's a value in what he's doing. And I I don't want there's been a lot of just calling him a loser and calling dismissing him. I don't know, man. He's moving the cultural needle in a way that few others are. And certainly I'm nothing close to. I, ha- I have to respect need that. to be made a mockery of. That's why yeah. this is good. Because yeah. they take like AOC. She's so dumb. And she's, you know, drunk building Ikea furniture on Instagram, whatever. Um, and the stuff that she says, it's it's like it's like you taught your dog to read or something like that. She thinks she's so much more intelligent yeah. than she actually is. And she needs to be made a, a mockery of she needs to be reduced to what she is which is tits and ass and basically <laughs> nothing else and, and 
It's not just AOC. It's all politicians. I mean, the, all politicians. All politicians are tits and ass. You heard it here. Right. Well, I really meant they uh, They should be They should be uh, mocked, mocked. But I suppose yeah. in the perfect world, no politicians would be tits and ass. Am I right? That's, <laughs> that's the world that we have to get to. I hear you. Yeah. Anyway, so th- this week, uh, Alex Stein was outside the Capitol confronting members of Congress as they walked by. And one of those members of Congress was AOC. And Alex Stein took a moment to appreciate uh, her uh, her large Latina uh, posterior. AOC, my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. I love it. My favorite, AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. Woo, I love it, AOC. Hot, hot, hot like a tamale. <laughs> All right. Like, like I said, say what you will about whether it's tasteful. It's pure speech, man. It is complimentary speech at that, if, even if only sarcastically. There's no way to interpret that as a threat. It's As I said, it's no different than saying you, you suck because you vote a way I don't like. Um, and, and also notice, I don't know if you caught it, even if this was harassment as alleged, or even if it was received as harassment, did you see AOC's boyfriend or fiance guy? He was, have I seen him or in this instance? He was, I didn't see him in this. Instance. He was so invisible. You don't even notice, but he is he walking was in that clip. He's walking right. Can I, I'll play it once more. He's walking right beside her and he just, he just continues while he thinks, well, his woman thinks at least that she's being abused and he does nothing watch one more time he's in there aoc my favorite big booty latina i love you aoc you're my favorite <gasps> is she he the one walking the dog he's, he's the beautiful. guy in the black hat you look right there very beautiful in that dress you look very sexy that's him unless i'm that mistaken that's her, that's her that's her man my favorite big booty latina I love it. My favorite AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. He just continues. Ooh, doesn't I love de- AOC. I have hot, seen hot, that hot, clip. Like I'm not even joking. Half a dozen times, and I did not even notice that he was in it. I'm pretty sure my husband would like kick the shit out of somebody that did that. Yeah, I mean uh, th- that's a fair point. Uh, I don't think that this was abusive, but if no. you do, and and let's from the other side, if I was out in public and someone started saying this stuff to my wife. I tell him to shut the fuck up. And if he doesn't, I'll make sure that he shuts the fuck up. All right. Um, So it's notable that her guy does nothing of the sort. He doesn't even try to be, he doesn't even try to be softer about it and say, listen, man, get out of here. Not cool. Stop what you're doing. All right. He he does not intervene in any way. Is he walking her dog? Maybe he probably is. Oh, this is so, this is gross. Do you think she bangs him? Maybe not. Maybe he's just for show, although he's not much for show either. So AOC, despite throwing up the peace sign for a selfie there, she was apparently very rattled and she grabbed her own phone atop the Capitol steps and she recorded a video claiming that Capitol Police had not protected her. See this guy right there? Right there. He, when I was walking up, he said, hey, right in front of a Capitol Police officer. Hey, here's this, look at that big ass, look at that big juicy booty, this Latina, like whatever, you know, all the bunch of racist, sexist stuff. This institution is not designed to protect people. And it's really hard and it's really sad that my only recourse is to just let you know about it. As uh, 
As Matt Walsh noted on Twitter, it was a truly horrific experience to be called a big booty Latina. The correct phrase is big booty Latin X. And she deserved <laughs> that respect. She also later tweeted uh, AOC did that she wanted to deck Alex Stein. She says, I wanted to deck him. I was walking over to deck him because if nobody's going to protect us, then I'll do it myself. But I I had to catch a vote and uh, I didn't want to get in trouble. So I I don't She was right there doing a peace sign would have been very easy to extend that peace sign arm into a punch. But for whatever reason, she decided not to, I guess. Does she is she actually suggesting that that um, that federal tax dollars and, and police use their resources to stop women from getting hit on? Not only is she suggesting that she made uh, efforts to that effect, as I'll get to, they actually stopped and questioned Alex Stein at, if not her direction, the direction of House leadership when prompted by her. Um, and you'll notice that her video there, she did some slight embellishment. It wasn't a total lie, obviously, but some slight embellishment. She said that Alex said she had a big, juicy booty, but that's not the phrasing that he used. So that got people on the Internet thinking, well, maybe she was just admiring juicy booties off camera Wait, he somewhere didn't say that? no he didn't say big juicy booty did he say juicy he said big booty latina oh he did not I say f- juicy i don't know man that was- well they just got people wondering maybe she was admiring a big juicy booty somewhere else it turns out there's some evidence to that effect look at that big ass look at that big juicy booty there was trump and and she was admiring trump And it turns out Trump was very appreciative of the compliment. So Trump issued his own statement in response. Look at that big ass. Look at that big juicy booty. I'm going to come. Or or maybe uh, she was just admiring Alex Stein uh, back. She just likes him, too. Look at that big ass. Look at that big juicy booty. After all, they where did that come from? <laughs> they do seem to be on pretty good terms. Uh, in fact, the two Alexes cut a music video together over the weekend. Ooh, I love it, AOC. Hot, hot, hot like a tamale. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You are the brothers can deny. Then when a girl walks in with the itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Little in the middle, but you got much back. So it seems like they've ironed it out, I think. Uh. you know the the trump edit it's good but it's not as it's not as good as the original kamala when she was talking about the border do not come do not come come. and then there's trump i'm gonna come it's one of the best (laughs) internet edits of all time all right i'm sufficiently unaroused (laughs) good that's exactly how i prefer it on this show i'm getting Um, a lot of pushback about this this her being attractive thing okay guys in the live chat Let's say AOC is walking down the street. You don't know she's a retard or that she has any political power. I'm not saying that she's like turning heads left and right, but you had a couple of beers. You would. I don't think there's anything wrong with her, but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't call her a head turner. Um, no, I don't think she's like a great beauty of her time. But like in terms of for, for political. Yeah, like for a politician, she's pretty good looking. You hmm. Put her next to Nancy Pelosi. She's she's got a pulse. Well, I don't know. Now we need a wet T-shirt contest between the two of them to settle the matter. I will quit this. You, you know job. who had the I'll best? Quit. You know who had the best Nancy Pelosi giant rack joke was Alex Stein 
talking on Marjorie Taylor Greene show. I should have said the clip. He said, this is the solution to our uh, baby formula shortage is just Nancy <laughs> Pelosi's giant rack. Well done. No, but she would just squirt out milk. It would just turn to dust. Probably. Well, maybe then maybe that's what she does. She just dispenses the dried version, the the, the powder. This has gone too far. Yeah, it's gone too far. It's it's uh yeah, that's probably more efficient. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I joke that Alex Stein and Alexander AOC have uh, have have come to good terms. They, of course, have not. AOC was was vengeful about this. Um, AOC said on Twitter that she got House leadership to put uh, to push Capitol Police to investigate. And so the Capitol Police actually stopped Alex Stein and ran his info, which didn't return any warrants. Capitol Police confirmed Stein's comments. while crude, they say. Uh, we're not criminal in any way. Police say he never threatened or touched the congresswoman. And even if I wanted to um, defend AOC on principle that this sort of heckling is out of line. Well, number one, as I mentioned, I don't think that it is in a in a public place of politics like the Capitol, especially. But number two, these are principles that she herself does not hold. Recall back in 2020, AOC was um, she said in defense of what was actually a year of hugely destructive rioting and violence, not just protests. She she said the whole point of protesting is to make people uncomfortable. She tweeted to to folks who complain protest demands make them uncomfortable. Yeah, that's the point. Oh, but that was then. And this is now maybe she's changed her mind. No, of course not. Just last week, she mocked Brett Kavanaugh for having to leave a steakhouse because protesters were heckling him, even though Kavanaugh, as far as I've seen, never complained about this publicly. He never said anything about it. He just left the steakhouse and there was a mm. there was a news story about it. She tweeted, poor guy. He left before his souffle because he decided half the country should risk death if they uh, if they have an ectopic pregnancy within the wrong state lines, which is, of course, a total lie. Um, um, she can, you know, like most women can dish it, but cannot take it. Oh, yeah. And I wonder how she would feel if this had been um, something in earnest, if somebody had actually hit on her. Like, she probably would have been flattered. Uh, if it was say if it was her boyfriend, for, well, that's a bad example because no, they're no, in a no, relationship. But let's say a guy that she kind of liked on the street or something like that. If Channing Tatum came up to her and was like big booty Latin at whatever <laughs> or said basically that she'd yeah. be like, oh, 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 please stop. You stop. Yeah. And on this Kavanaugh thing, Kavanaugh notably was heckled in a private setting. The restaurant. Right. right. AOC was, was heckled not just public, but. The, the steps of the cap, like the most public, public place and political place there is. And Kavanaugh also just had a straight up assassination attempt against him. I know two weeks ago, three weeks ago. If anyone deserves mm-hmm. to be a little on edge, it would be him. But again, he's not even on edge about it. It's not like he tried to make a big deal. He just left. And she's just she's so she's not just responding to Kavanaugh. She's celebrating his harassment, mocking him for it. Now we're supposed to sympathize because someone said she has a nice ass. God forbid. Yeah. 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 And AOC can't take it. She's so enraged at this betrayal by the Capitol police, by this failure to protect her, that she has now come to an epiphany about January 6th. She said, these Capitol police, they did the same thing on January 6th. They held open doors for these evil right wing attackers. She now suspects that January 6th was an inside job, and she's frustrated that we're never going to have any answers about it. There were actual officers. 
officers working with this and we never got to the bottom of that and we never got any answers about that and then to this day we're just supposed to pretend that that never happened i have no idea what happened to the people on the inside who were very clearly sympathetic with what was going on and opening the doors wide open for that and we're i'm supposed to sit here and pretend like none of that ever happened and then right afterwards you have a massive, you know, you just have this idea that throwing money at that problem is going to make it go away without any buildings. accountability. She's, she's become accidentally based. Accidentally she- based. I was just going to say that. Like, I love it when she does this totally on it. I'm, I'm listening to her. I'm like, yeah, why did they open those doors? Why were people on the inside? How, yeah, is, totally. how is it possible that she's saying throwing money at problems doesn't solve them in every context? That's her solution. That's- yeah. Have you considered money throwing at. money at this problem, specifically yeah. Yeah. rich people's money that we take from them? <laughs> Works every time. <laughs> Except for this one time. So She's totally right, though. Maybe when Republicans get control of Congress next year and investigate this issue, she'll be the Liz Cheney of that <laughs> committee. That'll be an interesting twist. Ugh. And speaking of accidentally based, I don't know if this is quite the same because this is really dumb, but it is kind of on point in a roundabout way. AOC has come to the genius realization uh, that the Supreme Court and the and the issue of abortion should not be involved with each other at all. So AOC says that our uh, since our basic rights are under threat from a rogue Supreme Court, of course, after the court overturned Roe versus Wade, Congress needs to exercise its ju- uh, its legal authority rather to the fullest extent. She signed uh, onto a letter to Schumer and Pelosi to support stripping the Supreme Court. Uh, the Supreme Court's jurisdiction over abortion. So much like she thinks January 6th was an inside job, it turns out that she now agrees with the Dobbs decision that overturned Roe. Uh, (laughs) I I think this new AOC is kind of cool. Other than getting emotionally offended about everything on policy, she's starting to get it. Pretty soon she's going to be talking about legislating from the bench and how the Supreme Court should have less power. Okay. It's like, of course, if you bother to read the case, uh, if you bother to read the decision from the court, that is exactly it. The court claims no jurisdiction over the abortion issue. Exactly. The decision, the decision is that the Supreme Court relinquishes jurisdiction over the issue and returns it to the states where it the properly states, belongs. Right. And I guess I would want to ask her, let's say that you succeeded in this. Let's say you passed a, a, Federal law that the Supreme Court and the abortion issue will have nothing to do with each other going forward. What do you think that does differently than what the the court's decision in the Dobbs case did? All all this, if they made a law of this, all it would do is, again, return the issue to the states. To the states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do appreciate that even a dumb person comes to these conclusions organically. <laughs> right? If, it, if only for the wrong reasons. I don't even still, care if it's for the wrong reasons. Like, yeah. she... She is seeing some of the problems when things don't go her way, uh, why certain branches of the government shouldn't have power, Hmm. although that's not really what this is. Uh, That's kind of a good lesson to learn. Who knows? There was a time where I thought that, uh, you know, I would be voting Democrat my entire life and right wingers were evil, crazy people. And that's a time that's not even that long ago. It's within the last decade. Maybe there will be a time in the future where I'm thinking right on AOC. I can't wait to vote for you. She'll move to Puerto Rico. She'll be talking about cultural homogeneity. (laughs) Abuela will be rescued. She'll have saved her own grandma because she realizes that strength and family is how we build a better society. Yeah. Is AOC going to be the leader of the dissident right in 2024? (laughs) Stranger things have happened already, so I won't count it out. 
I don't think uh, that stranger things have happened than that. That would be a, a even weirder turn well, than this 10 year old rape case. I, I suppose what I'm saying is seriously speaking, there are people I used to look at as complete weirdo idiots 10 years ago who now make complete sense to me. Maybe, yeah. maybe complete sense is an overstatement, but are very sensible. Example, like who? Rick Santorum, who I used yeah. to think that guy's yeah. talking about how gay marriage is going to lead to dog marriage and all the. I guess I haven't seen any dog weddings lately, but I've seen things dangerously close. And Rick Santorum <laughs> was not far off when I was listening to him on real time and, you know, circa 2012. And he was saying these things. These people are insane, right? Yeah. That's true. Hmm. All right. Let's talk about the uh, the Uvalde footage. How do I even so how do I transition from a story that is mostly ridiculousness into something that actually is uh, sincerely terrible for all the we reasons we're aware put of that um that that jailed uh tranny in <sighs> between these stories so that you could make a joke about the transition and then we'd be here <sighs> we fucked up that's which wherever you have an awkward transition in the show get a story about a, story a tranny about a tranny like, okay oh. genius production idea i will take note of that on air production well, meeting this weekend the full unedited surveillance footage from inside rob elementary uh, was formally released publicly portions of it though had already leaked uh, earlier earlier in the week and were published by the austin american statesman and austin tv station kvue the footage doesn't necessarily show anything drastically different from what was already known but for many many points that we knew it provides further confirmation and here are some clips that i think are susan safe um what I'll show here is we can now see the shooter actually crash his truck outside. Uh, one thing I didn't know is just how close those people who approached him after the crash actually were. They are right near the truck mm -hmm. and he starts shooting at them and they run away. The teacher calls 911 and as described, the shooter just walks right in apparently through that door that the teacher thought was locked, but wasn't. And one thing new that I had not seen reported earlier. It, uh, let me rephrase. One thing that's new to me here, I had seen reported earlier that the shooter just opened the door to enter the classroom, as in the classroom door. Uh, unless I'm mistaken, and I'll show a slow down zoom in here, it looks like he just walks right through an open door. There's never an actual mm. opening of the classroom door. It appears as, as though it's already open. Um, and as we've heard previously described, police respond almost immediately and and chase uh, into the school after the shooter. They retreat after taking fire at the door and a whole bunch of personnel and equipment then come in for the next hour plus until the door is finally breached and the shooter is killed. Please, Susan, have mercy on me. I just want to show some nonviolent clips. Let's see if it works. All right. She didn't delete it. But here's the car crash at a pretty high rate of speed. And those guys are right there next to the truck. He starts shooting them or shooting at them. They weren't hit, but they run away fast. Here's the approach to the school. So he opens that door. That one was the one that was supposed to be locked and was propped open, but wasn't locked. He walks down, and this is what I'm talking about. He goes straight to this classroom and starts shooting, but it looks like he just enters and there's never any contact with the door. Then we have the police rush in. He shoots at the door. The initial police who responded retreat. And then we have that hour plus of delay where all the tactical equipment is set up. This guy has been widely mocked for the hand sanitizer. And there's the breach down the hall. And, and that's when the, the, sh the shooter is killed. 
You can tell how much disorganization there is just based on how many uniforms there are from different agencies. Yeah, like we'll no one to, knows what the fuck is going on. We'll get to how many police were there in just a minute. I, I, I knew it was a lot. I, this was an anthill of police activity by the time they went in. This was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the, the, the hand sanitizer guy was mocked. Of course, you wouldn't want to take out a shooter and risk getting Omicron or God forbid monkeypox or something like that. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> The, the the other photo that was circulated or a photo that was circulated is a little bit um, misrepresented, I suppose. It was also there. there are, it's not just this particular officer. Uh, there were several officers seen in this hour plus footage looking at their phones. And the point of mockery is, is well, what are they doing? Are they playing Angry Birds? Are they looking at Facebook? What are they doing? This image in particular was mocked because it appears that the officer has a Punisher wallpaper. And um, and it turns out that this officer is now confirmed to be Uvalde School District Police Officer Ruben Ruiz. He's the husband of Ava Morales, who's one of the teachers killed, who, as we've discussed earlier, called him bleeding out. He's the guy who reportedly was disarmed and removed from the scene by other officers. Apparently, he was one of the first to the scene. It looks by my count, looking at the video, he's about the seventh or eighth officer to enter the building. I don't have um, the clip of that available, but um, th- this particular officer, Ruben Ruiz, he enters the building and is standing um, behind the officers who make the first first approach at the door. The shooter shoots the door. The, the police retreat. Ruiz is kind of on this corner the whole time checking his phone. Then he walks back out of the frame. He walks briefly back into the frame and leaves again. There's a couple different times you can see him on his phone. So uh, unless I missed it in this footage, I don't see an angle of how exactly Ruiz was removed and disarmed. Yeah. If there is footage out there, it doesn't appear that this footage answers that question. Um, but that still frame circulating of him, uh, that very well could be a moment when his wife is actually calling him saying, I'm dying. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a, like a, a tweet that he's putting out or something like that at that point. Um, now you mentioned as described, I think it's a, a, a takeaway that bears repeating here. The whole scene throughout the hour plus just lacks leadership. It is just yeah. a bunch of guys standing around like the Spider-Man meme pointing at each other. You going to do something? No, you going to do something. You're going to do something. Yeah. I'm just waiting. It's clear that there's a lack of leadership on the scene that nobody's really issuing uh, organization or directions or anything like that, which, um, which raises the question, well, where the hell is Arredondo? Recall Uvalde police chief, school district police chief Pete Arredondo was declared the incident commander by the um, Texas Department of Public Safety that he disputed and said, I wasn't in charge. But he did say in an interview with the Texas Tribune in the, in the start of June that we discussed, oh, man, they was just crazy and they were trying to find keys. And there I was just try- inserting keys into the door, trying to get the door unlocked, but I couldn't. Well, we already knew based on descriptions of this footage that that was not true, that there were not, in fact, any attempts on the door and the footage confirms it. But I guess until this point, I'd assumed that he was there. And I'm not saying he wasn't, but I've taken a look through this footage. I don't see a guy fitting his description. And he's somewhat of an identifiable guy. Large dude, big bald head. I feel like I could see him. And if people find him in there, please do correct the record. I'm I'm not accusing him of not even being in the building. I'm just baffled because for a guy who was otherwise describing... Every single event that was going on inside for this, the duration of this hour plus, I don't see him. Not only do I not see him doing stuff, I don't see him there. Where is he? Right. 
maybe I'm just missing it. Maybe he looks different than I expect him to. Or maybe there's another door to the classroom that he's talking about. Maybe I don't understand the layout of the building I or something. I don't think he's there. I don't. He's got some. He already has some splaining to do. If that's true that he's not even in the video, he has even more splaining to do. But at this point, what difference does it make? I suppose. At the start of the video, man, this is the the shooter walks in as we showed. As soon as he's around the corner, about to enter the classroom to start shooting, a a little boy turns the corner. Maybe he's just going to the bathroom, going to the drinking fountain. I don't know. If that little boy walked into the hallway five to ten seconds earlier, he would have been the first to to see and greet the shooter, Ramos. Who knows? This right after this moment, he the little boy smoked. Yeah, he turns around and runs away. And I assume that little boy is is physically fine today. I don't know but he was not in the classrooms that got shot up. I just, man, talk about uh, an experience and talk about just what, what sort of difference a few seconds or a split second decision can make in your life. Jeez, man. Um, We mentioned how many police were on the scene. (laughs) Nearly 400 by the time they killed him. This report was released right before we started the show, um, compiled by a Texas house committee. It's talking about all the missteps um, on the multitude of fronts with the Uvalde situation. So 400 officers were gathered outside the elementary school uh, before anyone attempted to breach the school and take down the shooter. 400. So there were 91 that were state police officers, 149 U.S. Border Patrol agents. The remainders were U.S. Marshal Federal uh, uh, DEA officers. Why? So and local authorities from neighboring counties. So like no one knew what was going on, but there were 150 border patrol agents. You think that like amongst them, they would be able to figure something out. Um, we are, we have almost 400 officers and we're near majority fed. Yeah. Hmm. And you know, 400 officers outside that, that is not as useful as one person inside. Yeah. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Um, and then the report also says, um, that some of the lives could have been saved if they the response time would have been better. Uh, it says, as described above, it is likely that most of the deceased victims perished immediately during the attacker's initial barrage of fire. However, given the information known about victims who survived through the time of the breach and later died on the way to the hospital, it is plausible that some victims could have survived if they had not waited an additional 73 minutes Jeez. for rest. 73 minutes. So we don't know numbers, but we know at least one, presumably more, kids who were alive in transport mm-hmm. to the hospital died later and yep. probably could have benefited from more immediate emergency response. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. that stands to reason. We all kind of knew that. But now we have investigatory confirmation uh, of that. My God. Okay. I don't have anything else to say about this. Do you? No. Okay. Well, uh, then uh, let's get to a very, very rare form of hoax hate, a reverse hoax hate. Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Well, it's a very special treat. It's a rarity. It is reverse hoax hate. A Trump supporter who falsely claimed to have been victimized by pro-Biden vandals and arsonists. Back in September 2020 in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, there was a fire at Dennis Mola's home. 
He said he heard an explosion and his garage door was vandalized with Biden 2020 and BLM and Antifa graffiti. First responders extinguished the fire, but it burned down his garage. It totaled three vehicles and it dealt minor damage to his home. Mola has a family, including several children uh, and his wife and several pets, but nobody was hurt. He said this was an attack all because of his Trump flag that he flies outside his home. Here's an original report from the time, September 2020, and then the update this week. Brooklyn Center Police say the fire started around 4 Wednesday morning at a home in the 6900 block of Morgan Avenue North. Police officers and firefighters rescued three dogs and five puppies from the home. The garage and three vehicles were destroyed. Police say the criminals also spray painted the garage with Biden 2020 and BLM. They also say a Trump 2020 sign was also destroyed. The first thing that came to our mind was the Trump flag. It's scary to know that my beliefs has created such an anger and such evil. He said that someone started the fire and sprayed Biden 2020 BLM and an Antifa symbol on his garage door. Investigators say that Mullah did all the damage himself and got about $61,000 in insurance money, plus another $17,000 from a GoFundMe. He's charged with fraud. Yeah, he's a mask wearing minority. I don't believe any of this, obviously. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to the mask. All right. <laughs> Deciding if I want to dispute that point or not. But the, the mask is a, is a dead giveaway. I'll give you that. Um, I like to uh, render you speechless. <laughs> yeah, when I start stammering. Ah! I, don't, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I was emailed this story by a listener at the time in September 2020. And I said, that's fake for sure. I should have uh, screen uh, provided a screenshot of the email, but uh, but you know I I shouldn't brag too much because I say that about news stories all the time. Oh, that's fake for sure. And as it was demonstrated this week, I'm not always correct <laughs> with the knee jerk bad way to do that reaction. Maybe. So I may have been wrong this week, but in 2020, I said it one time and I got it right. Anyway, uh, two counts of wire fraud against Dennis Mola, uh, yeah. specifically a a federal crime. So this is actually the, the it's related to his uh fraudulent fundraising and that's a federal crime I guess because of the uh interstate implications of such transactions. Now prosecutors say Mullis spray painted his own property and lit it on fire and that a review of cameras in the area showed no unknown males near his home as he had alleged. When his insurance company denied some of his claims and remember he got 60 plus thousand dollars out of the insurance company, but some of the claims were denied for whatever reason. He submitted complaints that the company was defrauding him and threatened to report the company to the Minnesota attorney general. So he was alleging fraud or breach of contract against the insurance company while defrauding them. Well played. Mm. Mala has been released from custody without bail on a promise to appear in court. We'll see if that happens. He does face a prison sentence of up to 20 years. So we will see what results from that. Meanwhile, in the Hyde Park neighborhood of Boston, uh, construction has been in progress on a new housing complex renovated from an old school building. Scheduled to open in the fall of next year, the building will feature 74 housing units for LGBT seniors. Uh, (laughs) The name they're going with for this place is pride p-r-y-d 
the oh. pride building pryd building for for an for a, a lgbt retirement home i think they should go with old homo villa they should have gone with <laughs> is that a skag original old homo villa instead of pride with a y but i'm not That's into gay retirement home branding it's not my business anyway uh at the pride building not old homo villa but the pride building Vandals apparently spray painted homophobic messages uh, on the construction signs. Were they funny? Uh, on the fencing. Well, I think we can see some of them. It's your typical construction scene. You have fencing encircling the entire property and there's signs on it that say such and such construction company or keep out or safety rules or whatever. Those have graffitied homophobic messages now. And of course, the community rallied to cover up those hateful messages with messages of love. A hate crime in the heart oh, of Hyde Park. The target Damn. a building being transformed into housing Two for older LGBTQ residents. Dozens of people coming out here to push back against this. They quite literally covered up that hate speech with some signs of their own. I have to just say, they really yeah. chose the wrong old ladies to mess with. <laughs> Mayor Michelle Wu promising some accountability for this. She says that her team is looking over some nearby security video. Boston police are investigating. This might be legit. Well, if it is legit, it's very polite of these vandals to it go. It just said there are two genders. Yeah, they, they were very, um, the ones I've seen didn't even use any slurs as far as I saw. Don't you feel like if you would fake it, you'd be like old dyke die or something you know like you wouldn't say like there are two genders well i don't know at, at the same time if it was authentic that's such a such a stereotypical thing to put on there if, if it was real if it was real hate why would i vandalize just the temporary signage too why would i be so polite as to only damage the least valuable things on the I property i don't know man i'm 70 30 on this one hmm. well if if it is real i suppose it's possible a side point on this, though, I I was watching it and I thought, well, how is it possible that they have gay only apartments for rent? First of all, uh, how do you prove that you're gay at Old Homo Villa? Do you have to? Uh, <laughs> is there is there a hazing ritual to get into this facility to yeah, demonstrate yeah. your gayness? Um, and even if there is, I thought that there are anti-discrimination housing laws that prevent consideration of such things. Well. I, I found the answer in Boston, in uh, Boston Herald's coverage. They say at the bottom of the story, an earlier version of this story said that uh, said the pride will be reserved for LGBTQ seniors. The housing actually will be welcoming to all people who are over 62 and meet income requirements for affordable housing. So it's just gay in branding, but not in practice. You can, in fact, not prove your homosexuality and still get housing at this facility when it becomes available. Uh, as far as the uh, investigation, Boston Police Civil Rights Unit investigating the case actively. Uh, no suspects, no arrest at this point. What a surprise. Yeah. Well, before we get to the um, to the movie review, I, I, I did get another excellent listener contribution. Uh, and this is from uh, Jolly Roger, also uh, calling his work The Data Digest. And what you see here, and I know that this is uh, a lot of information, very tiny text and images that I'm sure doesn't come across great on the stream, but I've, I've included this in the movie review uh, column on my, uh, on my website, mattchristensenmedia.com. Look for the movie review column page, because I think it's an, a really awesome visual graphic 
of all 60 movies up until tonight that we've reviewed in the history of this bit, starting in May 2021 through last week's Lion King review, my ratings are on the x-axis, one through five. Blonde's ratings are on the y-axis, again, one through five. So the line uh, represents movies we agree on, negatively or positively. So, for example, we ah. both hated Snatch, and you'll find that in the bottom left. We both gave I it a one. I really remember watching that. We both loved Idiocracy, and we both gave it a five, so that's top right. And things that we were both that we agreed on were just okay, like Heat or War Games, those are in the middle. But what the top left of the uh, graphic represents uh, are movies that Blonde loves and I hate, and the bottom right represents movies that I love and Blonde hates. So a few notes about what we can actually observe from this graphic. Um, I, I guess I had expected m we do agree a fair amount, but there's also a pretty good distribution yeah. of disagreement. Disagree. Yeah. So that is a little bit surprising to me. Uh, but we do love movies together far more than we hate them together. Only six times have we agreed on a one or a two rating, but 21 yeah. times we've agreed on a four or a five. Really? So our agreement is it's kind of surprising, way more positive. In fact, a third of the time we agree on a four or a five, which is that's more than I would have expected. Um, well, I don't know. Or is it? I guess I just said I expected we agreed more. I don't know. My data analysis here is flawed. But we point I'm making, we agree on positivity a lot more than we agree on negativity. Mm -hmm. um, another interesting point. I'm actually a lot more positive than negative, at least in looking at the extremes. I've given out 11 five wiki reviews. And only six one wiki reviews. Really? I guess I can believe that. Your highs and lows are more evenly awarded and and you tend to stick in the middle a little bit more. You've given out five five wikis and six one wikis. So you actually hate as much as I do. You just don't give out the five. The fives. As much, about half as frequently. And there are only two movies in the history of the bit of extreme disagreement, as in one of us gave it a five, the other gave it a one. You know Blade what one, and you probably know what the other one is too. Tremors. No, I didn't give Tremors a one. Oh, what's the other one then? It's a movie that I gave a five that you gave a one. Mm, I don't remember. Jurassic Park. Oh, right. Yeah. Of course. What kind of nonsense was that? Nobody hates Jurassic Park. I did. I did. <laughs> So those are the only two where we had uh, the extreme disagreement. And um, if you want to actually see this in, in better detail, again, head on over to the website. You can expand the image and, and see all of the information it has on it. I thought it was a really cool presentation of, of the history of this bit. And I appreciate that from, uh, from Jolly Roger. But uh, without further ado, we'll get into this week's review. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. Tonight's movie is the 2001 Denzel Washington Ethan Hawke action thriller Training Day in which a young rookie cop tries out for the LAPD narcotics unit under the supervision of a renegade veteran and is expected to betray his training, the law and morality itself until he takes matters into his own hands to break the cycle of corruption from movie picker, Bobby. He says it's a cool movie about corrupt cops and quote unquote, good cops interacting as always your review and your rating. 
Okay, so this movie gets some points for having the balls to have the black cop be the slimy one. Hmm. I was like, oh, this must be from at least the 90s. I looked, I think it was 2001. Yeah. It's amazing how um, in 20 years that never would happen now. Never. Um, Outside of that, I don't know. I thought this was was a squarely mediocre film. Okay. I'm keeping my poker face on. Let me talk you through this. Okay. It was just... It was just too over the top for me. I suppose if I eliminate that this plot line could even exist in reality Mm. and kind of view it through like a Shakespearean lens on the quality of people's characters and the interaction of good and evil, then like I kind of understand it a little more. It makes more sense. But it was just too extreme. Like it was just Ethan Hawke was just too good and Denzel Washington was just too bad. And their juxtaposition, I was like this angel and demon thing. It's like a little on the nose. It was too long. Um, I don't know. The battle between them was just too obvious. I didn't hate it. This just seems like a really mediocre dude movie. Three out of five. Three out of five. All right. Do you think, uh, what What do you think I rated it? I don't know. I, I think you either thought it was great or you thought it was mediocre. I don't Not, think you hated it. And didn't it. hate. Okay. Well- yeah. As you might guess, the themes of this movie are straight up my alley, man. This ha! is and and I I love this movie, and the reason, well, I love this movie for its own sake, but I actually knew almost nothing about it, and so it was one of those surprise movies where you don't really expect anything, and I thought it was going to be uh, it's like cop and criminal action, whatever, and then and then all those moral themes started emerging, and then it took uh. these twists, and, and then I realized this was really for me. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't deep. Oh, I just I think it's really deep. I think Ugh. that okay, so what I love the most, the moral dilemma of the wolf and the sheep. And that is something that we talk about on this show all the time, not only between us but with the audience. And it's just the fundamental question of uh when if ever are immoral means justified in pursuit of quote unquote moral ends. Right. And that's really Alonzo's philosophy the entire time. He straight up murders roger and says well well that guy sold dope to kids the world's better off without him really what we're talking about there is if you could go back and kill baby hitler as people reference all the time would you do it is it is an extra extra judicial there we go is that type of killing quote-unquote good if it gets a quote-unquote bad guy or does the process by which we make these evaluations matter and I love the, the 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 commentary from Alonzo trying to give this lesson to Jake uh, that that to protect the sheep you got to be a wolf, or you, you got to protect the sheep from the wolves, and to beat a wolf you got to be a wolf. He he phrases it better than what's his phrasing? I'll get it better. To protect the sheep you got to catch the wolf, and it takes a wolf to catch a wolf, and that metaphor makes sense in concept. Only those who are capable of wolfery could stop that sort of aggressive wolfery, but it lacks moral boundary. And what I, what I loved about, what I loved about this is it is, it's a demonstration of that concept that I think Jordan Peterson explains so well about a good man, not being uh, helpless. A good man is, is capable of monstrous things, but has it under control. You need to be dangerous, but disciplined. And what being a wolf in Alonzo's case lacks is any sort of limitation. It lacks any kind of boundary on when a wolf and is and is not appropriate. You need to be capable of that sort of wolf activity, but you need to have it properly harnessed through a moral structure. He doesn't, and he gets done in by that. And I think it's a really amazing demonstration of that. 
the other moral uh moral theme that i think is really relevant to the show he tries to give uh alonzo tries to give jake this lesson about playing the game to beat the game again after a straight up cold-blooded murder and threatening alonzo into complying with a cover-up he says i know you think it's corrupt i know you think it's unjust and it probably is but listen you got to play the game to beat the game to make the change you got to play the game get leadership make the change from the top we've advocated exactly that on this show but i thought this was an interesting pushback on that if everyone's playing the game to beat the game the game is just perpetuated and never ends and i thought it was an excellent piece of a piece of pushback on that topic if you make moral compromise in pursuit of what you believe to be a moral end you end up uh morally compromised you end up consumed by the corruption uh at least alonzo did so you wouldn't do PCP. I guess he didn't know. Yeah, it was it was inadvertent. Uh, of course, the origin of the N word meme. I, I love that meme, but I didn't know it came from this movie. I'm guilty of enjoying memes. I don't know the origin of. I thought Denzel's performance was um, was really, really well done. And I know that he is a villain. I know you said that he's maybe too villainous, too obviously villainous. But I actually appreciate yeah. it. I think his character sort of transforms and that's what i appreciated about the wolf and the sheep too it seems tempting at the start he's cool he's charismatic and his methods work and they they produce convictions he's stopping bad guys but over time you see the twisting of that and he becomes a more obvious villain this character was almost everything it was he was a cool character you admire and then he's a he's a villain you hate and it's it's a it's a a testament to the writing of that character, but the performance as well was, was really well done. Uh, I also have to give honorable mention to R2 Snoop Dogg and I don't like Snoop Dogg, but Snoop Dogg on wheels is the superior Snoop Dogg. It somehow comes off as more authentic. It's just Snoop Dogg being himself. Like the idea that he had a great acting performance. No, it's Snoop Dogg doing drugs on the LA streets. Like Snoop Dogg should. He's just in a wheelchair. And for some reason that seems more realistic. Uh, I did share your point that I shared your point that it was a little over the top, but maybe not for the same reasons. I found the action to be like a little silly. Like I understand the scene where he gets shot. <laughs> <laughs> the death. The end. I was a little disappointed in too, but I guess what I was like, I get the premise was the LAPD is impossibly corrupt, like thoroughly corrupt. And that this guy has basically free reign to do whatever he wants and the institution will cover for him. But we're not just talking about, him getting away with murder behind closed doors, which is a stretch itself. There's points where he just starts engaging in gang warfare in the middle of the day on the street and driving around a car with bullet holes in it. And nobody seems to ask questions about that. Um, It, that is a little over the top. And and, and I was wondering, well, maybe policing was just different back then. Cause I think you're right too. Not only could this movie about a, uh, a villainous black police officer not be made, but, Certain portrayals of the police just can't happen. I, I, I was researching. There was a sheriff's deputy in Florida who was fired in 2017 for simply jokingly reenacting a scene from this movie really? while on duty. Shows you how much you can't do the stuff that's that's in this movie. Um, but the reason I give that something of a pass is, yeah, I get it. You want to make an entertaining action movie. You need action that's beyond everyday belief because that's what makes for entertaining action. It, really, that um, doesn't impact the value of the philosophical dilemmas the moral dilemmas which are more abstract in their con i don't necessarily have to believe that he would get away with open gang warfare in the streets to believe that a cop would do really shady things and try to cover it up and and that's why i appreciate it 
the only other thing I'll say is I found the ending to be a little bit unsatisfying too. I thought it was really setting it up for Alonzo to be consumed. When he, there's the scene where, where Jake is holding him at gunpoint, trying to get his money. You know, Jake's not going to kill him because J- the whole point is Jake maintaining moral integrity. He can't betray that by just murdering Alonzo. I thought that the gangsters of the neighborhood were going to put one in the back of his head. And I thought that would be fitting because his, what he, the way he surrounded himself and the way he cultivated moral decay would do him in. Right. And just in, in the same way he betrays other people, the people he thought he trusted would betray him and he would be done in, in that way. That's what I was prepared for. Instead, he gets gunned down by the Russians in kind of a silly way, as you mentioned. And it just yeah. wasn't as, he does get it done in by himself. But those Russians, we don't know who they are. We didn't get any connection to those characters throughout the movie. It just, it lacked I was kind of hoping that Ethan Hawke would kill Denzel Washington and in a turn of events, that would turn him dirty. Uh, that might be interesting. Yeah. As I wrote in the, uh, <laughs> as I wrote in the review, it also would have been much more believable. It, it, it was sort of unbelievable. Let me back up. It was sort of unbelievable that the gangsters of the neighborhood just let Jake walk away with all of Alonzo's money because what? It, he has to pursue justice and suddenly they yeah. they all are so persuaded by Alonzo's evilness that they're good guys now too. The way this would have ended is a bullet in both, both of their heads and a neighborhood shopping spree for uh, fine rims and exotic Jordans is what I put <laughs> in the review. That's really racist. I suppose I'm going to get in trouble for that, but yeah. to, to uh, save the uh, ending to, to salvage the ending or what I appreciate about the ending, the radio report of Alonzo's death was a really well done callback. I thought, of course, earlier in the movie, Alonzo says when he's trying to convince Jake to participate in the cover up, well, what do you want? You want a radio report of you being dead and survived by your wife and child? Is that what you want? Yeah. It ends the movie with a radio report of Alonzo being dead and survived by his wife and child. So, uh, I, I, in that way, I really appreciated the ending, if not in totality. Anyway, okay, fine. I um that's my case for a five wiki oh, rating. Good lord. Yeah. We love you. You're very special. It's uh moral and philosophical themes that I thought were very well presented and correctly concluded. I thought Denzel's performance was really well done. Uh, other characters uh, were also well done and it was all in this package that I didn't really expect much out of, but then strongly over delivered and that pleasant surprise, I suppose, influenced my rating as well. So you're telling me your low expectations resulted in a five out of five wiki. Well, it's not just that I had low expectations. It's that this movie was so far beyond not really knowing anything about it. It, it was truly excellent. It's um, it's up there. It's with the 11 other five wikis I've awarded anyway. Fine. A lot of people agree with me, though. The early vote number is pretty low so far, so I don't think a ton of people have seen it. But uh, the early result, early vote results so far, uh, we have almost 40% of people giving it a five wiki and another 30 giving it a four. Not a lot Fools. of hate. We did have the uh, the vote last week. The the random selection, the wild card edged out the rest of listener Bobby's nomination. So. There was a random selection, and it is Joker from 2019, which was one of my picks for. Well, do I want to say I already did? I mean, I this was one of my picks for movies to watch. So we know you like it because I do. I've only seen it once in theaters, but I really liked it in theaters when I went and saw it. So I'll rewatch and perhaps I'll. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Somebody just said the same writer wrote three bill billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I hated that movie. What huh. writer? Is it the same director? I don't know that movie. 
So I, <gasps> that movie is trash. <laughs> so this one sucks too. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know that. I don't. I, I don't know anything about that movie. Three buildings. Okay. Do you want to read some super chats while uh, I investigate? Really this? quick. This is the last week to vote on uh, listener Bobby's nominations for July as well. We will refresh the list next week for August, but the remaining nominees list remains the same for this week. Man on fire, collateral Congo inside man, spectral, uh, spectral blood father. Of course you can re- reject the list once again and vote instead for a randomly selected top rated movie. And we will do that one more week. But uh, as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do it is in my weekly movie review column linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is, of course, Matt Christensen Media dot com. All right. My apology for the interruption, but we're ready. Oh, no, for he's that. the same direct. He directed in Bruges, which I liked. Uh, yeah, I liked that movie. I didn't like it as much as this one, but I did like that movie. Wow, how can a director make a good movie and then such a trash movie? They're they're such different movies too. Although In Bruges has a lot of violence and action, I suppose they're similar in that way. But In Bruges, no, is... no, In Bruges and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. It's this oh. director, um, Martin McDonough. Hmm. McDonough. He sounds like he's. Oh, is he Irish? I don't know. I don't know anything about him. Well, he sucks, is the point. <laughs> Glad we got to the bottom of that. I I'm thought sure you said this movie was it. okay. Now now you've been convinced to hate it. Or is no, it just no. because... I thought that I thought that um this movie was by the same director as this other movie that I hated. Got it. But okay. it, the director also made In Bruges, which I didn't have a problem with. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will catch up with uh with our chats before we call it an evening. We're good on D Live. Appreciate you guys over there. Thanks for tuning in. We have so many super chats. Okay, do you want to start on YouTube or do you want me to start over on... Uh, we just have a handful on Tippy Stream. Maybe I should knock those out. Sure. Let's see. Uh, Mike Stuklasa says... Oh, wait, no, this was the one I read. This was the story about you and Mike. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, we just have a couple here. Trucker Chris says... <laughs> I don't know if I can read this one, man. Um, I, this is like... This is Susan Bate. Uh, it's, it's a theory about why Alex Stein is not canceled. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't even know. Alex Stein is cancel proof and someone needs to look into that says trucker Chris. Okay. Uh, thank you. Trucker Chris, Matt's butthole (laughs) from one to the next Matt's butthole bleacher. Hurry up, Matt. You're late for your appointment. Was that? I wouldn't schedule that for a Sunday night. I know better. Okay. Thank you guys for uh, for the support over on Tippy Stream. What you got on YouTube? Sure. Uh, Nathan Bullock. AOC should have taken her advice on harassment seriously. The least she could have done is let them eat cake. <laughs> Did I, I, I guess she should take her own. That's what she insisted Kavanaugh do. So someone yeah. should hand her a. Well, no, not hand her a piece of cake. I don't know. Whatever. Some cake should be involved. The, the cake metaphor must be played out as she demanded for Kavanaugh. Boogeyman 917. Shake it. Shake it, baby. I'm glad we can all agree on AOC. Uh, Injured Guardian. Hey, it's me again. Did YouTube censor Matt's latest video about the 10-year-old abortion story? P.S. My previous mention of Mamre was in reference to Genesis 14 Battle of the Nine Kings. Um, oh. No, they didn't censor it. No, I retracted it because I said that the story was fake. And then like two or three hours later, the story came out about the arrest. So what I posted yesterday explains all of it. And uh, 
There's also, if you go to the homepage of the website, I have an explainer up there now too, though that will probably be temporary. I'll probably take that down tomorrow, but my latest video covers all of it. And I appreciate, I did receive a few email notifications. YouTube has shadow banned you. They've gotten rid of your video. Not in this case, but I appreciate you guys letting me know when you're unable to find them because under normal circumstances, that might be a problem. But anytime I voluntarily take a video away like offline or something for whatever reason i might have to i'll post about that i'll post a notification if there's no notification for me that it's gone then that would be susan's meddling Hmm. okay uh robert paul says matt and i once almost made love but we remember that we were not in fact flaming homosexuals instead we exchanged a firm handshake and drank beer america that sounds wholesome thank you i remember i remember that one it was a good time BC Matt and I once made love. He let the whole town pump him through a glory hole, and I went last off the record. How about this one? These piece of shit. They probably got age, you know. I liked that moment in <laughs> the movie good. with Denzel. Wicked Mazel. The Ohio abortion kerfuffle demonstrates that the official story not adding up doesn't mean a particular theory about the truth is accurate. Hmm. For another example, search Project Mogul. Uh, theory about the truth is okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Thank you. FM. I don't know best the podcast, reference, but I can look into it. Sorry. Best podcast on YouTube. Word of advice. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky. Michael Scott, in quote, repeat the line. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah. Although, I don't know. It's, um, Come on, man. We're, we're in the business of, of, I don't know, opinion. Around. This is not a this is not a journalism show or my product is not a journalism product as as in original fact finding. It's opinion and analysis, and sometimes you're going to take leaps that you think are warranted. That's exactly what happened in this case, where I, I I was I was convinced this was fake, and when my wife showed me the news breaking on Wednesday, it was like a, a moment of shock. I was like, "There's yeah. no, there, this cannot, there's no way, this can't be happening. I can't believe it." And it was, yeah, it was, it sucked. It was frustrating. What a bummer. Yeah, and then it's just like, well, you did all this work, and you got to, you got to. You have to take it down. It's not, I can't put information out there that I know is flat out false yeah. and just you let it play. You wouldn't be able to sleep. I can't do that. Yeah. So it, I mean, yeah, I spent all day, the day prior making that video. There's, I'm sure, 10 hours of work in that thing or something like that. Um, and just gone. But that's, you, know, you, you get bummed about that. But then I remember it's like, well, I had an old job where, all of my work just went to somebody's desk and was gone anyway. So nobody ever read that shit, just reports that I'm supposed to file. So all things considered, I still am more than happy to be doing what I do. And I appreciate you guys making that an option for me. And uh, I will, uh, I will try not to jump the gun so easily though. That's part of the fun. Jumping the gun is part of the fun. You have to, you can't never do it. So that's true. Um, Robert Paul, really appreciate all that both of you do. I have been a longtime listener. Love the balance and fair assessment you bring. Blonde really red pilled me on hormonal birth control about my daughter. Mm. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Chubby Stubby, I'm really shocked there's no GoFundMe for the face tattooed homeless stabber yet. Someone's clearly dropped the eight ball. It's, he's dead. That's why. Well, so is the other guy. They're oh, GoFundMe, they're GoFundMe ing for his funeral costs. So we yeah. should get a nice funeral co- uh, funeral provided for the uh, face tattoo stabby hobo. Hillbilly Deluxe. Now that Reddit is banning the word groomer, there's a speculation for replacement. Having watched Sargon of Akkad and the Lotus Eaters podcast, I'm pretty sure the UK slang word nonce works. I do like that. Bring it back. Nonce? 
Mm-hmm. What, how do you like spell a that? Faggot. N O N C E. Like a Not. faggy boy, doesn't it? Or does it mean pedo? I don't know. I've never heard that one. British Robin slang is not my uh, area of expertise. If Malcolm is coming for me, forgive me for not feeling terribly threatened. This dude is in his 60s and is clearly mentally ill. Also, he's in Western Ukraine where there's no fighting at all. I don't know where he is now. I don't know where he lives, but it's not in my he's neck home. I can tell you that. Majoris and I will donate a catapult for quick delivery to the boat. I like it. Hayden R. It's probably good policy. We just abort off the boat by catapulting the mom (laughs) too. That's how you do the abortion. (laughs) Okay. It's probably good policy to shoot people with face tattoos just out of an abundance of precaution. Yeah. That guy had a lot too. It wasn't even a lot of face. It wasn't. It's like one tastefully done tear. It was like (laughs) if there is such a thing. I get it. Um, It it was uh, he had a lot. He had more than more than just a few mistake uh, mistakes in uh, face tattoos. James Rogers, Democrats passed an amendment in the 2023 NDAA that would require white supremacist Nazi supporters and extremists to be removed from the military. I'm in the Navy. Hmm. We already kick out those types. So I'm really confused because they're just going to call everybody that. Yeah, it really. Oh, nonce means pedo. Sorry. Ah. I was wrong. Well, it uh, yeah, it depends on definitions. And those terms have uh, ever broadening definitions these days. So I, I, I would certainly be worried about that, even if the military has had a. Uh, historical policy i'm sure the terms of the historical policy not what the terms of today will be yeah um hillbilly deluxe regarding offshore anti-baby activity matt um 18.6 requires describes adequate recompense it would be better for them to have a a great millstone fastened around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea well now there's even more area for compromise if we get the the oil drilling and then there are catapults or if there are stones tied to uh, <laughs> to provide these services. Everybody, so everybody, it's it's like they say about things that are not at all. Uh, it's family fun. Bring the whole family down. We have yeah. popcorn. We have uh, we have stands. You can sit and watch. It's a spectator event. And we've solved a lot of the nation's problems. Public executions would really be good for morale. Well, seriously speaking, I've seen people talk about that in the, in a matter like as a matter of criminal justice, as in yeah. when people are uh, convicted through due process and sentenced, should we have public executions as a deterrent for the most heinous of crimes? Oh, I'm just talking about satisfying my bloodlust and for ah, sport, you know. Also very important. Like two poor people fighting to the death. <laughs> Would you go to that? Uh, head spikes wolves. How poor? real poor. <laughs> the poorest of maybe <laughs> all right james roger i did not read this oh, additionally matt and i read that kids are putting montana on trial over climate policy yeah. and the montana supreme court is allowing it do I, you know what that's about thanks for everything you guys do i don't i saw the headline that said a bunch of kids are suing the state for climate irresponsibility or some nonsense i have no idea what that's about our, our supreme court i think i don't follow it closely but i think they are a little off um based on my understanding of how they've ruled on some other cases uh, allowing it. I also don't know what that necessarily means. I'm not saying that you're, you're wrong. Of course. Um, I just don't know what allowing it means procedurally. Like they will hear the case basically. <coughs> um, I don't know what a waste of everybody's time. I don't think, I don't think that we're going to uh, end up under Greta rule in this state. And yeah. even if we, even if that were to be successful, our legislature and our governor are both pretty friendly to uh, sanity so it would be an issue that will probably get corrected next legislative session, even if it went, <clears throat> even if it went haywire. I got a little tickle in my throat. Would you mind reading? Some yeah. Where did you uh, leave off? 
Uh, President Meg Thomas says, nothing to say, but I love you guys. We love you too. J2 Corpse, no note. Thank you so much. And then we got one from the quartering. Love the show, enjoying a nice cup of, well, you know. <laughs> I guess he has his own coffee company. Uh, thank you. We, uh, I know we kind of cut you off last time. We love we you. You're very special. Toward the end of the show. And I don't know what your marketing strategy is for the coffee, but <laughs> I was thinking it was like, we can talk about advert. We advertise yeah. products on this show, you know, like you don't, yeah, yeah. if you want to do, you don't super- have to keep hurling hundred dollars at us. Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll do this. We, we can talk about it. We, if you would like to, if you'd like to talk business, you can email me anytime. Um, what is the name that, of his company? I don't know the name of the coffee company. Enjoying a nice cup of, well, you know, his coffee. Is he trying to create like, like mystery around his coffee cup. Cause I didn't even know you sold coffee. I thought you were just, uh, advertising for black rifle or something last time. I know it's his own coffee company as far as I understand. Mm-hmm. And at this point, if we talk about it any further, people are going to think <laughs> that we have been hired to discuss. It's true. It's true. This coffee. I'm going to put this on mute and hack up a long. Oh right. yeah. Sorry. I got to find out. I didn't even find where you left off. Uh, oh, well, hillbilly well. deluxe is the next one. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, let's see. John, John Bolton channeling his uh, best Colonel Jessup from A Few Good Men. You want me on that wall? You need me on that wall. Yeah, I suppose. It had uh, themes of that. Hillbilly Deluxe also says, geez, fourth post regarding attractive and crazy. Y'all need to watch the hot, crazy matrix. Is that actually uh, yeah, like I've a, seen that. Is that a movie or a video? It's a or what YouTube is that? video. Okay. I've, I know the uh, general chart that people make. And if you're <laughs> this crazy, you need to be this hot. I understand the rules. But... Uh, I, I would say that AOC is way off that like the, the craziness is not justified by the okay, hotness. I can, I can get on board with that and vice versa. Uh, let's see. Ir- Irreverent bastards is up next. Um, or I can take it if you need. Yeah. Would okay. you read a few, Batman sorry. here? Uh, you'd be surprised how many of us have met folks uh, on our side. Excuse me. How oh, many no, of us too. have met folks on our side now it was a while ago, but I met Lauren Southern Milo, Alan Bakari, and a few others when things were smaller. The only I I I have met Milo in person. That was at the uh, the RNC. Oh right, he smelled so good. I I don't remember that particular characteristic. I remember he's pretty tall though. He is tall. Yeah, uh, I haven't met really. God, I don't think I've really met anybody else in this sphere at least. But people are are accessible. So I I that's uh, that's pretty cool though. Your your list I think is uh, longer than mine. Trapped to the world says first uh, Matt blew through the story about, Oh yeah. Blew that story about a mosque bombing in Minnesota. I think that one is one of the hoax hates that turns out that turned out to be real. It was a legitimate attack. Then five years went, uh, five years went by and bam, he screws up a story about abortion. Come on, man. Uh, Can't you go one decade without an error? I appreciate that. And it's not as though I don't ever make mistakes um, or have wrong opinions, I suppose. But it does suck to get something like factually wrong, not just my opinion about it is questionable. The facts are presented incorrectly. Yeah. Travis of the world says, I'm a fan of Southern's work, but remember the old saying, sometimes you meet a jerk and when everyone you meet is a jerk, you're the jerk. Interesting. And Sam Harris, uh, is he the real stupid person, smart person? That was the allegation made against Jordan Peterson a few years ago. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair criticism. And I don't, I have not seen Lauren's video, so I'm not saying that it explains her video, but I, I think that when people get involved in a lot of drama, even if people do treat you unfairly at some point, if you're 
at the center of drama, frequently you have to question, why am I at the center of a lot of dramatic episodes so commonly? That's true. To be fair, uh, it was the culmination. <coughs> what is going on? I'm out of water. It was the culmination of like everything that's happened in the last six years. Yeah. So. Uh, Chief Sling and Beef. No, I, I misread the. Thank you, Chief Sling and Beef. Just one of the, uh, the great uh, names in the chat. Amazing Llama. None of us have weapons because they're super dangerous. But if you did, uh, what is your go-to caliber for home defense? Interesting. This is a question for you. I don't even know the answer to this. Um, well, to be how candid do I want to be about what my my options are? I, 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 I'd say it's fair to say um, my current options include nine millimeter and 12 gauge. Uh, there are a enough. lot of people who would argue for a rifle caliber, and I completely understand their arguments. But for my purposes, I'm going with the uh, the old shotgun <gasps> shell and I'm going with the pistol caliber. Um, and I do for for a variety of reasons. That's not to say that I don't have rifles um, ready to go if they were needed to go. But generally, um, I live in a, a fairly. Uh, my neighbors are all kind of tightly compacted. I don't live like I don't share walls with people, but everybody mm-hmm. lives in close proximity. Yeah. And. I don't want a ton of chance of overpenetration. I know people will say that, uh, well, there's that joke. And I know people will say, you know, about uh, your shotgun shells that they have a large risk of that too. I get it. I also, um, not that it's ever comfortable to shoot indoors in certain settings, but certain rifle calibers indoors are also extremely loud to potentially a damaging degree. That's a factor to me. Um, but that's my thinking. I don't think that it's, uh, I don't dispute anybody who makes decisions otherwise. I think as l- the only foolish decision is to leave yourself completely vulnerable. And I don't think I'm doing That's that. That's true. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Can you keep going? Yeah, searching for adventure for decades. People have tried to convince me that the world is too crazy to start a family. Well, one year in mm. with my first child, I now assume anyone who propagated that position uh, wishes to be rammed by Matt. That's a twist. That <laughs> I didn't know it was going that way. Um, but yeah, your point is, is fairly taken that, sure the world is awfully messed up right now but uh, people have been successfully having and raising children in far more dire conditions throughout mm-hmm. literally totally. all of history yeah. and if you can't be afraid yeah. yeah if you can't find the motivation and the uh, encouragement and the positivity today um well i don't know try 150 years ago when you're walking across the country to oregon or something like that you know? <laughs> can you imagine yeah brian irvin says i don't think we should call aoc a congresswoman I've taken to calling her a Congress girl and watching feral leftists tie themselves in knots, trying to tell me why that's offensive. Well, I suppose she's, uh, she's older than that. That's their point. Uh, thank you, Brian. Clint says blonde simping for commies at red letter media makes a lot more sense. Now, are they commies over there? No, I don't. Uh, Maybe Jay, but no one likes Jay. <laughs> do they talk about their politics at all? They, they lead some, they leave some bread, bread, crumb, bread mm. crumbs every once in a while. I'm pretty sure Mike is conservative. Long Dong John, that's your guy, right? That's uh, your guy. Mike? The, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole point of protesting is to make people uncomfortable. AOC. Yeah. Uh, but not in this case, I guess. Holden Mulray says, hey, amigos, uh, question for each of you. If you could snap your fingers and eliminate one whole cabinet level department, which would it be and why? Take care and God bless. Man, I'll have to think carefully. Think I can this. only get one. Well, I guess what counts as cabinet level. You have all sorts of alphabet agency well, let me look it up because i want to make sure that i get it 
cabinet. So it could be the FBI, the CIA. Well, now I'm confused because do the law enforcement agencies count or just kind of the administrative? Okay, so the departments of the cabinet include Treasury, Defense, Attorney General, Interior, Agriculture, Commerce, Labor, Health, and Human Services, Housing, and Urban Development, Transportation, Energy, Education, Veterans Affairs, and Homeland Security. So I don't think that FBI, CIA, or even ATF qualify, which were Mm. my knee-jerk reactions, but... I'm going to take the out EPA though. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I fuck the EPA. Does the, the EPA is not listed here, at least in this source. What? Why? I don't know. <gasps> Commerce. Good Lord. Energy, but that's different from the EPA. Mm-hmm. The department of energy is different. Um, I'm going out of this list. I'm going to take out. Uh, I'm going to take out education. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. That's that's a good answer. The federal government. I mean, there's an argument the government has no role. Period. But specifically, the federal government has absolutely no role in education. I think there's a lot of uh, damage done there. You could also say HHS, though, like the the government's yeah. takeover of our health of our healthcare system. Effectively, if there's no HHS, there's really no uh, Medicare, Medicaid, and all of that IRS? bureaucracy. Uh, the IRS is not listed here. Oh, okay. Lame. Yeah. I don't have an answer then. So I'm going education. Um, I can take over. <clears throat> Let's see. Did we read this Preston Oaksenhurt one? No. AOC and Pelosi t-shirt contest suggestions made me throw up in my mouth a little bit still at the show. That's so gross. I understand if you don't want to listen anymore. We uh, had a good run. Mick, Mr. Gold Ember. Tulsi Gabbard is greater than AOC. Uh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I MD would take says, her. I mean, I would take her politically, obviously, even though I'm not a, a huge fan. She's more sane politically than than AOC. No I, one I think, is talking about that. Uh, I know, but I'm preface. I'm making my point first, which is the principles at stake here. But <laughs> I do. I think that she's more aesthetically appealing than AOC. Yeah, I, I think so. She's older, maybe past her prime, but she's like 12 years older. Yeah. Oh, did you hear that? Uh, uh, MD says AOC is gross. Although if you wanted that, I guess you can easily entice her with apples. But for me, the answer is nay. She is horse like. Wow, that that was just downright rude. So mean, trapped in the world. We Alex, used to be a nation where <laughs> Alex Stein really missed the horse joke opportunity. He, he could have taken it. Um, where veterans save French trains and civilians charged uh, hijacked cop hits. Now we're a nation where cops uh, are afraid of homeless camps and won't protect children at schools. Oof, that's dark. Uh, I, true. That's right. Uh, Trav, I think you emailed that to me, right? Um, there's a story in Minneapolis. I think there was some kind of, there was crime or theft of some, some sort. The police would not go into the homeless encampment where the criminal was hiding out because it's too dangerous. They have no go zone or at least temporary not going in their zone. Homeless encampments. <sighs> um, let's see the jackalope. Have you considered he maybe is the guy using the hand dispenser? I don't think so. Also would have it done. Uh, who would have done it better? 400 armed angry parents or 400 armed a- uh, <laughs> agents of police. We know the outcome out of one of these scenarios. Yeah. I don't think anybody could stop me from going in there. Hard to imagine it would have been handled worse. Although I guess conceivably maybe more parents would have died. But the thing is, if you give the parents that choice, would you die for the opportunity to save your child? A lot of parents are taking that opportunity. They're taking it. Yeah, I would. Um, you would, I'm sure. Maybe as far as who, I, I'm not sure I understand the first question. Who, who is the guy using the hand dispenser? Um, um, I don't, because the, Ruiz is, uh, no, no. Uh, 
Avalardo. What's his name? Oh, Arredondo. Oh. Maybe there he, it is. <laughs> actually, you're right. Maybe that is him. Maybe I'm. It doesn't, it doesn't look like him. That would be hilarious if that's him. Yeah. Um. Paul Aiden says, "Wait, so the Latino frauder is facing 20 years of incarceration, but pedophiles? I love love how you spelled that phonetically. In California, only face five years. How? Yeah." I suppose uh, one is a state crime, the other's federal. Maybe that's yep. the distinction. I do love that though. It was P P E O or P E E dough, like pizza or cookie pizza dough. dough. Yeah. Files like uh, your computer files. P dough files. Well Chimp done. in a bow tie. Forgive my skepticism, but given the history of lies from the cops in Uvalde, I don't believe the guy dawdling, checking his phone, and hiding behind the walls. The husband of the teacher just saying. It. Let me. Roll I, it. I certainly think you're. It's fair to be skeptical and critical of anything you hear in this story because almost everything we've heard has been shown to be exaggerated inaccurate sometimes just outright false so uh that's kind of they say it's confirmed but that's why i was looking too is there evidence that he was held back i haven't seen it it the audio quality is so poor i think at some point it sounds like somebody's saying that's my wife or something but it's really hard to tell so yeah uh to your point uh no demonstration that we can evaluate just people saying that is him um broken guitar played says broken music and he sent another donation thank you so much thank you injured guardian matt to alonzo you rock discipline <laughs> yeah i didn't know that i was uh of asian perspective when i said that <laughs> or asian uh persuasion perhaps but um but yeah it's uh yeah that that's what stuck. You you do need people of Alonzo's capability, but Alonzo's capability without discipline and, and moral structure to guide it is very very yeah. dangerous and destructive, as it yeah. turns out to be in the movie. Um, Jolly Roger. So Training Day would go right next to the Hunt with a three versus five rating. Thanks for sharing my chart, Matt. Glad you liked it. I really enjoy how much I uh, thought you guys put it in the movie segment. That is right where I would put it. Uh, w- with uh. With the hunt. There we go. As in something I loved and you were just kind of eh about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I, I could understand why people don't like this movie, but I think you kind of knew once the themes of it were coming out that it was going to be, it was going to be the movie. I, would. I don't know. I thought maybe you would think it was too on the nose. I didn't know. Hmm. Uh, Warrior Biatch. Someone explain to me how you mute the screaming children out of the Uvalde video. We're being lied to. Yeah, I guess I hadn't thought that is their claim is, oh, we edited out the audio. Uh, but I, uh, I guess I hadn't thought about that critically. They just make it silent at certain parts. So, or do they, I guess it would be, what would be, it wouldn't be suspicious for audio to be absent necessarily. Although the question would be, what did, what else did they delete along what with the screaming? Delete, yeah. Cause you got it. It's kind of an all or nothing, maybe with really sophisticated techniques, you could eliminate some, but not others. But I suppose that would be weird if you can hear, if you can hear other pieces and then they selectively somehow pulled out what, what are supposed to be screaming. I don't know. All I, you've, you've persuaded me. This is uh it's nothing but crisis actors inside that classroom. Sandy hook too. David Hogg and all his friends. Um, doesn't matter. Next movie should be, uh, only the juiciest big booty Latina part 17. I give it a solid five knuckle shuffle. Ugh. What is that? I dare I ask what that rating don't. system is. I don't even know what that is. So I'm going to look it up while you proceed. Long Don John. Also, Man on Fire is a masterpiece. Everyone go vote for it. I've never seen it. Oh, that's Brandon, all that means? I guess I should have just inferred that. Brandon Lesko. Nance is an acronym for not on normal courtyard exercise. Oh. That is the most British thing I've ever heard. 
I didn't know this was an acronym. N was a term for pedos that originated in the UK. It was a safety measure because other prisoners would harm the nonces. <laughs> They're murderers, not monsters, not nonces. <laughs> uh, there is also a variant. There's the moose knuckle shuffle. Have you heard of that one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's uh, Mike right. Newman. Been watching for a few years Why now. Blonde. Gay? Why are you gay? Blonde looks even more beautiful than ever. How is this possible? I don't. I don't know why you think that I'm so fat these days. It's really bumming me out. Mm. But thank you. That does make me feel a little bit better. Icy Brain says, hand sanitizer got Uvalde was most likely a medic position attached to the responding sheriff unit getting ready for triaging the mass casualties. Note he was the only unarmed guy in the hallway. Oh, that changes things. Yeah, it it, uh, it definitely could. Uh, although I thought he had a handgun on him, but maybe I am thinking of somebody else. I didn't spend um, a lot of time looking at hand sanitizer guy, to be honest. Last one, Knuckle Hunky Buck. Men who look like Mike Stocklasa are never leftists. Jay Bauman, maybe, but not Mike. That's kind of how I hmm. feel. Like, he's raised Catholic, you know? He's like a standard white guy. I feel like he's got to be conservative. <laughs> we're good. All right, I think we're all set. Let me refresh over in Tippy Stream. Uh, yes, one more. Speaking of Knuckle Hunky Buck, whose name I always butcher, but tonight i got it right i can't believe that ted cruz tried to get aoc raped by alex stein in her <laughs> in her big juicy latina booty how dare he what was ted cruz's involvement i, I guess we could just speculate uh, it know. but maybe he had something to do with it i don't know okay well that will do it uh for a show tonight appreciate you guys hanging out with us live as always and um if you're listening later on demand thank you kindly as well for tuning in to the show uh, if you'd like more to listen to, of course, we have extra material, uh, including the replays of the call-in show, some of Blonde's interviews, other material you may not find on YouTube, all on the audio platforms of the show. Linked down in the description and over on the website, that's mattchristensenmedia.com. Speaking of, we have everything show-related over on the website. If you'd like to find all the episodes of the show, if you'd like to buy some show merch, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, if you'd like to get in touch, you can find all of that stuff over on the website. MattChristensenMedia.com. We will be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night and a great week. <laughs> 